You're listening to the Superpod Hero Cast, a night shift radio production. Do the whole episode in a robot voice. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. This is my voice. Welcome to the Superpod Hero Cast. <laughs> All right. No, we're not doing that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that would be for fools. Yeah. Come on, man. Hello. Hello. And welcome to the Super Pond Hero Cast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Episode 119. I'm Casey Ryan. And I'm Todd Panic. And we watched. And we watched Spider Man Homecoming. Hey. Spider Man. Spider Man. Radioactive Spider Man. Spins a web from, from his, his butt. butt. Oh, oh, we, oh, we, that was totally unscripted. Uh, <laughs> we fucking did it. Oh, we're fucking we're, nerds. Out of sight. where it should come from. Oh, do, you, do you think they sat there for a minute when they were creating Spider-Man? Like, should it come from his butt? Uh, no. Is that why he has, um, he doesn't actually shoot it from himself? I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah. Because uh, <laughs> they'd be like, listen, have to come from his butt. At this kind, at this internet age, the reality is, you know, everyone has has heard those various theories or uh, monologues or diatribes about, you know, it should come from his ass. So I feel like, yeah, they probably, they're like, yeah, we're not going, no, we're just going to do mechanical web shooters. We're fine with that. Yes, mechanical web shooters are the way to go, Sam Raimi. Okay. All right. Okay. Anywho, we're not here to talk about Toby. We're here to talk about Andrew and the wonderful John Watts. What a what a hell of a director this guy is. Or we should talk about Tom Holland. What did I say? Andrew. No, we're not here to talk about Andrew. No, we're not. No, we're not. We're talking about Tom. My least, least favorite Spider-Man. Yeah. You're an idiot. Yeah. Well, right. straight up. Yeah. Okay. Nerd fight. Okay. Yeah. Uh let so, me tell you, <laughs> Casey. You know yes. we have some order around here. We've got some structure. There's a there's a method to our madness. There is. Oh, I guess there is. Um, yes. Well, hey Todd. Yes, yes. Since we are guys with beers talking about movies with capes, what are we drinking? So our beer tonight, like so many of our beers, comes to us from our fine friends over at Branching Out Bottle Shop in Township Five in Camillus, New York. Uh, honestly, this was truly. The shortest trip I've ever had at Branching Out. <laughs> when I tell you I was in the store two minutes, I mean I was in the store two minutes. I walked in, I w- looked at one set of beers, I moved down to the next one, and there, sitting right in front of me, like it jumped out, like the beer chose itself. There was literally no reason for me to look for any other beers. It's true. So we are drinking a New York State beer. You know, I always love to go New York whenever possible. So, it's a hell of a town. We are drinking a beer from Grow Brewing Company. They're just down the road in Geneva, New York. Mm-hmm. Their motto is, uh, or their little tagline, Sprout Up Small Batch Craft Brewery Planting Fresh Beer Across New York. And Grow Brewing Company was founded by Garrett Meakin in 2021 on the idea that good beer can flourish anywhere with the proper environment and a little bit of love. I like that. I love that. So we are drinking a beer today. It is their Hazy India Pale Ale. It is the incredibly appropriately named What Webs We Weave. (laughs) 
As I brought it up to the from our butts. From our butts. As I brought it up to the counter, I told Carissa what we were watching. She she said, "Sometimes the beer just chooses itself." (laughs) Carissa, truer words have never been spoken. You're spot on. Uh, I'm super excited to drink this beer. I am very excited to drink this beer. So let's crack this shit open. Well, now, the the description for this hazy India pale ale brewed with citra and cashmere hops, notes of fruity pebbles, cereal, honeydew, passion fruit, and fresh herb. Oh, boy. This is either going to be very tasty or super fucking weird. Yes. Yeah. And it, it could technically be both. Ooh. Oh, wow. Did you? Uh, yeah. Almost. Almost. First, looky what I'm drinking out of. Hey, Spitterman. The Spitters. All three of them. Oh, it's good. Oh, it's good. I had a little emergency sip of the uh, the head almost got away from me there. All right, buddy. Cheers. Cheers, my friend. Hmm. It's good, but it's definitely, um, mm. you know, sometimes those those uh, the hazier IPAs sometimes don't have as much bitterness. This one's got a little hint of it. Like you, you know, you're not don't fuck around with this one. You know what I mean? Because you'll find out. You will find out, and yeah. what you're going to find out, you're not going to like. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, that is a delicious beer. That is a delicious beer. Hey, right. Todd. Yes, yes. Before we continue with this episode, sure. Can we take a uh, short trip to another S man out there in the world? Sure. Some might call him Superman. Well, that's uh, just like your opinion, man. On the day of this recording, it is two days since the wonderful 85th anniversary <laughs> of Superman. And on that 85th anniversary, Warner Brothers decided to release. Both Superman the movie and Superman 2, the Richard Donner cut, on the big screen. And I'm like, <laughs> As well, we know, your favorite cut. Yeah, sorry, Josh. We'll have a word <laughs> about that. Um, there's actually, uh, Josh, uh, I'll send it, and you'll hear this in the far future, but I found a fan edit that merges the two together that might be a happy compromise for both of us, because now looking at it with your lens, there's some stuff that could be taken from the Lester cut that would help out the Donner cut for sure. Um, anyways, first time ever seeing Superman, the movie on the big screen, fucking amazing, except for one oh problem. Oh my God. Wait, wait, you've, wait, wait, you've never, there, there hasn't been a re-release until now. There has. Uh, so you have never seen Superman on the big screen. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly shocked at that, to tell you the truth. I have not. I don't know why. I don't think it's ever been around. I think I, I didn't see the Donner cut when they released it because it was around the time of Superman Returns. I just never have. I just it never was at a time where I could see it. I had sure. a free Tuesday, and now that uh, one of our two movie theaters in town has started doing five dollar Tuesdays because the other place is doing it. Uh, yeah, I was like, oh, two movies that I've never seen oh. on the big screen for ten dollars. Oh, was that it? Was that at? We're not saying where it was, Tom. Okay. Was that at the big? Was that at the big? Theater? The bigger theater, yeah. The farther Got drive it. for me. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, ten bucks for two movies that I've never seen on the big screen. Great. Only yeah, downside yeah, yeah. was 
the Superman the movie, a standard yeah. definition cut. Oh. And this makes me mad because they just upgraded it to 4K and released it on 4K disc. Just fucking send it out in 4K. That would have been the icing on the cake. Warner Brothers, you were so close. Were and so I, I assume that all theaters now use 4K projectors. Digital, and, and digital. They're, they're all yep. digital files, right? Yeah. yeah so it's, not, what, it's not like they had to 4K film it. Yeah, it gets emailed to them. No, there are no yeah, projectors. So, the projection yeah, union I mean. is long dead. It, it's not like you have the logistics of you have to make film prints like it's it's a control c control v right <laughs> and yeah, then email almost. yeah no, uh, i was very well, disappointed that's, that's a mind-boggling it was also mind -bog like it was only two uh two channel so it was only up in front i was like guys you just really um and it was it was an anniversary for the movie too it was the 45th anniversary of the movie so i'm just kind of like all right okay. um so yeah that was just uh kind of disappointing wasn't super happy that um that and it it did it, so the credits happened, and I was like, "All right, the sound's not great." Didn't really think of it. It's that pan in on Krypton, or as you know, Krypton. Yeah, Krypton. That I was just kind of like, "Well, shit, this is standard definition. That sucks." Yeah, yeah, um, that's so bizarre. But then uh, the Donner cut was at least a 1080, so it looked nice. But that's yeah. also been upgraded to 4K. Like if you buy the 4K. Of Superman 2, you get both the Lester and the Donner cuts. And you're just kind of like, guys, why wouldn't so you do exists. this? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it would have made me go, God, I need to own these now. Because the 4K is so beautiful. Instead, I'm right. just like, eh, I'll get around to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, at, at least, and I will say this. Uh, what did I just see is coming back to the theaters. And I and I turned to Joseph and asked Return of the wanted. Jedi. Return of the Jedi. It starts he doesn't uh, tomorrow. Care. Yeah, he doesn't care. I was like, oh. really? Yeah, you know, I, I was kind of like, uh, it doesn't. I, it doesn't have the magic for them that it did for us. But of of the original trilogy, I'd probably go see Empire in the theater again. Well, listen, yeah, but no, but there is a I mean, lot of spectacle. The battle over and uh, the moon of Endor is. Listen, it's it's not a question of wild. which of the three. Yeah, I'd see that's any of them. The but, one that, yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like, yeah, it's but, it's uh, an opportunity to see this film, this iconic film. In the theater, yeah, but it's the special editions, so well, well, you have to sit through Jedi away. Rock. <laughs> you get what you get, you don't get upset, or you go to the bathroom when the terrible <laughs> Jedi Rock number happens. Like, well, <laughs> I'm gonna go pee, don't have to, oh, but that's still going. All right, All right well, so listen, we are not here to talk about Superman or Star Wars, oh, we just, are here to talk about the your favorite Marvel hero 100%. Like, yeah. Yeah, hands down, because, I mean, yeah, sure, I have the, the rogues gallery behind me. Uh, the face not, of Marvel Comics before Wolverine became that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just the guy I let, uh, you know, I think it shows, even though a lot of people don't see the similarities on a fundamental level, mm -hmm. Batman and Spider-Man are very similar in the fact that they, like, Spider-Man has some powers to him. He's super strong. Over the years, he's gotten I'm, some other things. But I'm not even looking at that. Where are you finding commonality? Oh, missing father, missing parents. Is that beyond that? Huge rogues gallery for Spider-Man okay. and for Batman, and okay. they're just people. Like they don't have a shield. They're not in a suit of armor. For the most part, they're just out there in the world, well, like with some gadgets, and you know. Uh, 
Spider-Man is super strong. Spidey sense. He can still he be climbs killed. walls. He's incredibly fast. He can still be uh, good killed. luck. Good luck. Uh, he's died in the comics. <laughs> he died in the wow. Ultimate Universe for crying out loud. It's where we get yeah, Miles. The ultimate. The ultimate. Uh, that doesn't. Don't worry. Yeah, we, we're not. Listen. So I, yeah, I, I think knowledge. Yeah, that's yeah. my connection to the two. Is okay. that? Uh, I think that's why I, I levitated to both of them. I hear you. I do not see that similarity, but I, I understand for you the connection. Well, hey, buddy. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, growing up, uh, Spidey, you know, I have three younger brothers. My youngest brother, Joey, was not really a comic book fan. or uh, He was young enough that he wasn't in the mix of me, Chris, and Matta. Uh, me, Chris, and Matta kind of divvied up the Marvel Universe um, with our favorites. Mm-hmm. Obviously, for me, Cap, I also was a fan of Thor in the comics. I was a fan of the Avengers. I was a fan of Iron Man for a bit, Moon Knight, Doc Strange. Obviously, Cap. Um, Chris, oh, do you like Captain America? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Chris was a big fan of the Avengers, the Avengers, the X Men. Yeah, and this is this is in the Chris Claremont era, right? Like the super soap opera, golden age. Yeah, (laughs) but but so good though. I mean, like the best X Men story. I say that in the most loving way, but like since Claremont beyond, it has kind of become a instead of being like a family drama like it was in the beginning it just became a full on soap opera at some point like everyone's sleeping with everybody else yeah, and people I, I dying. would call that the if that's in the Claremont era it's definitely the later so the dark phoenix run like yeah, well, the brood the who, birth of the new mutant sure 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 that's chris's um and chris also liked the hulk hmm. my brother matta the number 3 panic son his hero, number one, was Spidey. So much so I that... I knew I liked Matta. In thank, it, uh, you know, you buy the frozen turkeys from the grocery store. You know the, the nylon netting that they would come in? No. No. Of co- come on. Of course. Come Listen, on. The, it, for, for the 100,000 cardboard Captain America shields that I made growing <laughs> up, every time we got a turkey, Matta would take that netting and pull it over his head, and that was his Spider-Man mask. <laughs> Holy shit. That's great. See, yep. I had, growing up, I had mm-hmm. uh, saucer disc um, sleds, and those would be my Captain yeah. America shield. Oh, sure, sure. Throw them around. Throw them around. <laughs> those things were heavy. You could do some damage with those. <laughs> uh, I'm kid of the 80s, so it was more... It was. Plastic by that point, but you you could still you threw them just right. You yeah. Could, oh no, they still could some, whip that shit at people. Yeah. yeah. Totally break a uh, window of a house. You could you could totally do some. No, never there. did that. Almost backed a car into our na- across street neighbor's house, but no, nah, never. never. <laughs> okay, that's, that's a, a story for another time. <laughs> oh, so you know, I got to tell you, this was such a delight, such a delight. Such a delight. I, God, okay. Uh, do you want to hear some almost casts and I'll let you do your, your yeah, side of stuff? Yeah, go for it. Uh, yeah, go list everyone in Hollywood for every role in this movie. So, t- uh, Spider-Man was already taken care of because he, we've already seen him in Civil oh, War. Oh, sure, because of, yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, right, we don't have to talk about, yes, got it, P- fair point. Yeah, we're good. We're going to need to talk mm-hmm. about Spider-Man. We've done enough Spider-Man movies to... Yeah, and even Tom Holland, you're right. This is not his premiere in the MCU, so we don't have to go through that story. Uh, so for a, there was a rumor for Uncle Ben, who we'd never see. Mm-hmm. Uh, oof. Steve Buscemi was rumored to be Uncle Ben. Okay. 
It's an sure. interesting choice. Uh, though eventually Marvel and the writer said it wasn't, there would be no origin. Which was such a great idea. And I love how they handle it with Ned. The spider's dead. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, no, we're <laughs> not true. we're not gonna talk about it. We're not, yep. no, nobody gives a shit. Yep. Uh for the vulture was really the only other one. I saw two things about Jane Levy and Kaya Scoladero were considered for Peter's quote unquote love interest. And I don't mm-hmm. know if that was when they solidified that they were gonna go with Liz Allen. Yeah. Or if it was gonna be Gwen or what, but okay. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't care because you know who uh, wanted to play the vulture if Michael Keaton turned it down? Who's that? Well, we were just talking about Star Wars. Mark Hamill? Fuck yeah. <gasps> How oh. awesome would that have been? I mean, yes, obviously. Yeah, it's gonna wow, be that would have been that would have been interesting. So I, so, I mean, if, I'll say so if a Keaton Batman didn't do it, the, it the Joker would have taken over. <laughs> the Joker. That that feels very fitting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And uh, so the only other person that was considered for the vulture that I found Uh was one Mr. Gary Oldman. Again, I've said it. I'll watch him in anything, uh, but um, no, not Commissioner Gordon. No, no. Well, it's interesting that you said that because that brings us around to the fact that both Keaton and Oldman have appeared in different Batman universes. Yeah. Isn't that that wild? That is pretty good. That's pretty good. All right, sir. That's all I had. It's a pretty short list. Uh, apparently, there was always okay. Zendaya, and there was always um, Jacob. Oh no, I'm sorry, Ned, Jacob. I forgot Ned, your last name. Ned Battleon. Jacob Battleon. Jacob Battleon. Jacob Battleon. Yeah, yes. Ned Leeds is his. Ned Leeds. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, so the production side, uh, interesting. So John Watts is the director. He d- did not have, you know, like a, a lot of the movies we talked about lately. Like the director, this is kind of this big superhero movie becomes their first thing. Uh-huh. Um, he had written and directed a couple of movies, uh, Clown and Cop Car. <laughs> oh, Cop Car. It, Cop Car had Kevin Bacon in it. Dear TSPHC Army, if you have not seen Cop Car, see Cop Car. It's, oh, is it that good? It's so wild. It's, I can't even, I can't even, I, I, if I say anything, I'll give it all away. I mean, oh, it, okay. But it's, it, I highly recommend. Okay, excellent. Uh, to, in full fairness, I'd not heard of either one of them. Um, uh, now he also gets a writing credit with two other gentlemen. These mm-hmm. other, these two other gentlemen have worked together on a number of projects. So Jonathan Goldstein, mm-hmm. uh, who was who's a writer director, he also uh, he wrote and directed the Dungeons and Dragons uh, Honor Among Thieves movie, which is wonderful. If you haven't seen it, go check that out. Have not seen it. Uh, he also directed the the reboot of Vacation. With Ed Helms. Oh, okay. Which is very and, funny. And, and Game Night, which you love. Oh, my God, Game Night. Uh, he also wrote, and this is uh, with this uh, other gentleman, he also wrote Horrible Bosses 1 and 2, hmm. The Incredible Burt Wonderstone, which was... Uh, kind Sam of a Holmes. miss for me. Oh, I thought it was spot on. I loved it. Really? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's a discussion the, for another time. All right. The third person who gets a writing credit, I... I'm embarrassed to admit I did not know this until I was pulling this together for oh, the episode. Freaks and Geeks? John Francis Daly, which I looked at his adult picture and I go, wait a minute, that guy's an actor. Yeah, that guy's the actor from Freaks and Geeks. Fuck yeah, he is. I think that's, that's kind of how we get, um, what's his face? Uh, Martin Starr. Yeah, I think there's a little like, uh, 
helping yeah, each other we'll, out kind of thing. Oh, sure, sure. Um, totally so fine. John Francis Daly, who started as an actor on Freaks and Geeks, uh, also shares a writing credit for the D&D movie, those other Horrible Bosses 1 and 2, Incredible Burt Wonderstone with Jonathan Goldstein. Um, but none of these guys have any superhero movies in their resume, but you wouldn't know it from watching this movie. Well, to be fair, this movie is baseline a um freaks and geeks no uh uh john hughes this has such yeah. a john no, no, hughes I mean, like, feel to it that just happens I mean, to have cor- a, a dude that's a superhero yeah i mean like freaks and geeks in a, in a good way like the you know the quirky unique fully rounded high school kids right? if anything yeah ned and peter's relationship feels very of the freaks and geeks sure uh, even with Michelle, like her, I, I mean, she's st- every scene she's in, she steals in my opinion. Oh, one hundred percent. Zendaya, it, uh, spoiler for the end, she may be the actor having the most fun. Oh, she's so good because I mean, she's, she's not, playing she's, a character sure that's like just nothing like she that Too I'd ever cool for school. Yeah, just loves chaos in the best way. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. sadly, like the character changes by the next film. Which we'll get to. I, I, I have a, I have a, th- a theory about it, so we'll wait till we well, get there. But I, I mean, listen, I, they're also of an age, you know, year year by year in high school. You know, the the the, the speed at which young adults' personalities change <laughs> is so <laughs> rapid. So fair, but I would expect they would. You know, so. Uh, the last thing we typically talk about in production is the money. So didn't do the didn't do the dollars. This is a 2017 film six years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had a 175 million dollar budget with a box office total of 880 million dollars. So no surprise, uh, you know, full speed ahead on the Spidey verse in Spider Man in the MCU. Yeah, thank God. I mean. We'll get to where we almost didn't have him come back, but we'll wait. It's a little tease in case you were, I don't know, live under a fucking rock and didn't (laughs) hear hear that story when it happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, before we head into the movie, Todd. Yes. We have a special guest. (gasps) We do. It's not someone who auditioned for the movie. Everybody. It is not. Calm the fuck down. That's right. Oh, it's just. Just popped her head in and just did a little dance, like do 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 do. You're talking about me. <laughs> yeah, we're we're doing your intro, goofball. Get out of here. Hi. Who 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 could be invading your house? That's just uh, creepy, yeah, Casey. It's super creepy. Um, so yeah, it's not somebody who auditioned for the movie, right? So everybody, just calm down. Um, but it is someone with access to your house. It is someone with access to my house, and that would be the one and only Bean. Um, she's back again, so let's go to that interview right now. Guys, gals, non-binary pals, we have with us a very special guest. Uh, she is my spawn. She has been on the podcast before, and her name is The Bean. The Bean. But we are here for a very special reason beyond talking a little bit about Spider-Man Homecoming. Bean what else are we here to do? My name reveal. <laughs> yeah, we are. Okay. What a twist. Would you like to reveal your name or would you like 
Todd to remember your name for some weird reason? Or do you want me to do it? You should do it, All Todd. right. Well, I, I am the one, no matter what your mother says, that uh, chose your name. <laughs> and okay. uh, it's podcast okay. lower now that I am the one who chose your name. And that name, guys, gals, not by any pals, is Elliot. Hey. Hey, Elliot. Ooh. Hey, Elliot. I'm so glad you've joined us again. <laughs> Did you just boo your name? I'm so glad to be here. No, I just said. So mm. to... Oh, it sounded like you. I th- it sounded like you said boo Burns. Um, no, nobody. <laughs> some no, some no. Simpsons fan will get the. I was saying boo Burns. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we are here to discuss uh, a little bit about Spider-Man: Homecoming. Uh, yes. You were going to join us for the whole episode, but. Uh, as most people have deduced, we record on Thursday nights, and uh, it's a school night. So uh, you got to right. go get your shut-eye in a little bit. And so, you, oh, go ahead. I'm no, so no, sorry. No, I was just going to point out, also, you know, I am very curious about this, Elliot, because I know that, um, you know, I see in you some similar patterns I see with some of my children. They look at yeah. my <laughs> love of comic books and superheroes and sometimes roll their eyes a little bit. I know that this is not your favorite genre of movie, but I know that you love the Spider-Man movie, so I'm so excited to hear your take on that, and especially Tom Holland. Mm. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So what makes... Okay, so first, uh, you have uh, suffered through a little bit of a Tobey Maguire uh, Spider-Man movie. We have watched both the amazing Spider-Man. We didn't watch Tobey Maguire. Yeah, you watched the scene with Doc Octopus killing all the people with his claws. Oh, okay. Um, And you have watched both the Andrew Garfields. I would like for you right now, Mm -hmm. before all of pod country, pod and country, if you will, um, (laughs) Todd and country. Todd and country. Yeah, really. Uh, (laughs) Rank... From favorite to least favorite. Let's keep it kind. Um, Spider-Man. Oh, Are we including okay. the animated? Nope, just live action. Okay, all right. The, 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 the big three. Okay, Peter Parker. Okay, Tobey Maguire is going to have to go last. Okay, least favorite. That's totally um, fair. I'm with you on that one. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like Tom Holland and like Andrew Garfield are like at the same level. One in one A? Yeah. Interesting. You know, I can't choose. <laughs> it is very clear that you are my child because I'm right with you. It's depending it's, on the mood, depending on the scene, depending on the day. Is either Tom or Andrew, and uh, well, Toby. It was nice of you to show up. Oh, see, I, I, I think this is about. <laughs> I think this is about when you encounter your first Spider-Man. I don't think that counts for me because I was a fully formed adult when I saw all the Tobey Maguire movies and I still was like, I mean, that's a choice. <laughs> okay. All right. Interesting. Okay. All right. Uh, I have talked about my love of the Tobey Maguire movies just because they were such a step up from Batman and Robin. You know, that, that era of... Oof. Yeah, right? I mean, like, honestly. Sure, but that doesn't mean that he is a good Spider-Man. They they brought and grounded the world more, but you know, organic web slingers. Let's start there. Um, <laughs> but we are not here to talk about Tobey Maguire's no, no. Spider Man. We are here to talk about 
Thomas Holland's Spider-Man. Elliot, do you remember seeing this movie the first time we watched this movie? Um, no. <laughs> so if, if I remember correctly, we watched Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse first, and I was like, oh, let's see how you, because it was animated, and I thought it would be fun. And I remember you being like, I, I, I like that Spider-Man character. I think I'm like, you do. <gasps> Let me show you more. And we watched oh the Tom Holland's first because they're more family friendly than uh, Toby's or Andrew's. So, um, what was uh, so what what were your impressions rewatching it last night? I don't know. Like I I remember like specific scenes, but I did I don't like think I remember like the entire movie like i forgot about some things and i was like oh my god he's the bad guy because like i forgot about that part and <laughs> that's always a fun reveal but it was good it's a good movie yeah um i i personally liked uh, todd you'll enjoy this my favorite game is to try and link actors to other things that ellie has watched okay sure so I, the whole movie i'm going <laughs> keaton michael keaton you haven't seen the batman movies because you don't like Batman. And all of a sudden, right. it was right where uh, Peter first uh, confronts Adrian in the uh, warehouse. And uh-huh. he turned around a certain way. And I, I remember, do you remember, Elliot? I paused the movie. I turned to you and went, oh, my God, he's Beetlejuice. Right, right, right. And Elliot's <laughs> yes. jaw literally dropped. She's like, wait, he is? I'm like, yeah, he's Beetlejuice. Yes. One of your faves. Not a bad movie. Yeah, he looks a little familiar, and I was trying to figure it out, but I just couldn't. And that's <laughs> when I could help you out there. Um, what did you think of Michael Keaton's performance <laughs> as Adrian Toomes slash The Vulture? It was good. <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> now, it's so interesting. Have you been exposed to his his other stuff? I mean, there was a time when he was, you know, the, the go-to... F- well, maybe not go to. There was a time when he was certainly much more prominent as a leading man who was also funny and charming, and you liked him. That's not Beetlejuice. Have you seen any of the movies where like that's the vibe with him? I don't think you've seen. I I don't think so. No, we have. I mean, Multiplicity would be one that you might enjoy, but no, not really, because I'm not a huge. I I like Michael Keaton for who he is. Oh, see, but, I, again, I think it's. I think there's an element of age, right? With that one, I'll give you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because Michael Keaton is your favorite Batman. He's my favorite live action Batman. Because and you know, know what, Todd? It's okay to be wrong. <laughs> he's. I said he's my favorite live action Batman. Well, the best Batman we all know who that is. Of course, R.I.P. R.I.P. Now, Elliot, how accurately? One of the things I really liked about this movie is, unlike. The Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, where Spider-Man's kind of alone in the superhero universe. I like the fact that we get Tom Holland's Spider-Man with the adult heroes, and I think the difference there makes really works really well. How do you feel that they captured, you know, Spider-Man as a high school kid trying to figure it out while he has this side gig as a superhero? How how does that land with you? Um, I think that, like, they represented it pretty well. I think that, like, um, how do I explain this? Um, it was, like, they didn't make him, like, too, like, it wasn't, like, cringy, but he was still, like, like, oh, he's, like, this kid, and he's, like, a superhero, and, like, he's cute, but, like, he's not, like, 
a weirdo, you know? Because <laughs> sometimes yeah. they do that, and it makes me really mad. <laughs> yeah, they kind of do that with Andrews, I feel like. Like, they're like, oh, he's he's a good-looking dude and mm-hmm. all that stuff, but he's a weirdo for no apparent reason. Yeah, and, like, he's he's creepy, and it's like, mm He's a little, he is a little stalkery towards Gwen in the first Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you, what, how do you, how do you feel about uh, Zendaya as Michelle? I love Zendaya. <laughs> how could you not? She's wonderful. I believe I this know. came out the same year as uh, The Greatest Showman. And seeing those two movies, I was like, well, Zendaya's a movie star. That's pretty obvious at this point. <laughs> yeah. To be able to Zendaya the... or Zendaya? Zendaya. Zendaya. She's, okay. She's good at everything. She's good at everything, yeah. Z- yeah. She's so good. Oh my god, she already has fifty Zendaya already has fifty two acting credits. Good lord. She's been around a bit. Oh yeah, twenty eleven. Good luck, Charlie. Bellathorn Zendaya. Oh, what? those music videos, TV. Yeah, some of those credits might be uh, Disney Channel uh, music videos yes. because he was a Disney yep. Channel kiddo. Casey yes, Undercover it. was that what what it was called? Good Luck Charlie yeah, is the first one. Casey Undercover. Casey. It was like a, she was a super spy who was also a kid in high school, kind of. Casey Undercover. Yep, yep. twenty fifteen to twenty eighteen. Yes, she was Casey Cooper. Oh, she, she's the lead. Mm-hmm. She's Casey. Yeah. Oh yeah. She was doing that while she was doing uh, Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah, all 76 episodes. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. But were there trombones? That's the real question. <laughs> Your dad's a big nerd. I, you, but you know this, Elliot. I'm not telling you anything new. Yeah, my contact name for him is Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what's mom's? Mom's is birth giver. <laughs> <laughs> And you talk with all equally like them both. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it, you know. I feel like Elliot. I feel like you're injecting a healthy dose of reality into our podcast here. We may need to make this a recurring segment where you're uh, you're dropping like the uh, the truth bomb on us once an episode or something. We'll have to have to see if we can work that in next season. Now, also, I would like to point out while we're talking yeah. about contacts, uh, Todd, your oldest is in my phone as quote Big Daddy. Holcomb, because he <laughs> texted me that number saying, hey, it's Big Daddy Holcomb. I'm like, and that's how you're going into my and phone. And that's your name. That's right. <laughs> and because it's got the quotes, it's the first thing that pops up when I open my contacts. Oh, that's awesome. Every that's time. Awesome. I'm like, God, Christian. That's, does he know that? I'm sure he oh, does. Oh, he does. Oh, no, oh, he, he does. does. <laughs> oh, he, he 100% knows. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, Elliot, um, who else did you like in this movie? You like Ned. How could you not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Love Ned. You had forgotten about the uh, I'm looking at porn line. Because <laughs> you had a, a very different reaction this time <laughs> than the last funny. time we watched it. Yeah. Because it's just like so out of pocket. <laughs> yeah. And, and not that it, I'm encouraging you to do bad things, Elliot, but I just want to point out that Ned does something really, really smart there. When he's caught, he doesn't try to say that he's innocent he just admits to a lesser offense and i'm not saying that you should do bad things but i'm just saying that if you find yourself in a situation like that it's not a bad strategy well i'm sorry that's all the time we have no. <laughs> <laughs> don't you influence her uh <laughs> elliot was there any any part of this movie that you really just did not it did not work for you 
Um, I think, like, the pacing of some things was kind of, like, it was, like, too long. Like, there okay. were certain parts that could have been longer, but, like, the longer parts could have been shorter, if that makes sense. Okay. It, it is a long movie. It's, like, That's two like hours, a little over... You know, two hours and mm-hmm. ten minutes, two thirteen. So that can be tough. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, have you seen many of the Marvel movies? I'm just wondering where this sits across the Marvel universe for you. Like the very best, middle of the pack, the only one you've seen. No, it's not the only one. You've seen Black Panther. I have. <laughs> well, I'm glad when? it made a lasting impression on you. Um, uh, we watched it, and uh, we saw Captain Marvel in the theaters. Oh, yeah. And you also wa- we all watched Miss Marvel together, and all really enjoyed it. That was a good show. Yeah, yeah. Kamala Khan, bring it on! I'm ready for her to have more to do. <laughs> but that's all we can say because that's some of that spoilers for future MCU movies that we haven't gotten to yet. That haven't come out yet. Yeah. yeah. So that's it. So where does this stack in that list? I mean, I, th- I think, unfortunately, we know where Black Panther sits for you because you <laughs> don't even remember watching it. I don't. I don't remember watching it. <laughs> that's okay. So let, me, let me frame it this way then So because that's a really <laughs> short list. In, in all of the superhero movies that your dad has made you watch, where does this sit across all of the su- superhero movies you've ever seen? Hmm. I don't know. It's it's really high on the list. It's probably like a number two or like number three. Yeah. Okay. All right. Are are the Wait, other does Sky does Sky High count as a superhero movie? Absolutely. One hundred percent. That's number one. That was a really good movie. That's super fun. <laughs> good call. <clears throat> good call. All right. Okay. All right. Did weren't you on the episode that we did Sky High? Yes. Her, her and Jack. Yeah. So yes. It's, it's a, yes. Of course, a superhero movie. We did it on the podcast. <laughs> That's right. And The Incredibles 2. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just absolute chaos. Incredibles oh, yeah. 1 and 2. We had them on for both. Nope. I'm lying. Just just two. I'm such a liar. <laughs> Elliot, how could you make me lie like that? I'm sorry. You should be. Go to your room. Um, our words I've never actually said to you in real life. Yeah, uh, that's right. Good. Because <laughs> you're such a good kid. I live in there. You do. I actually have to ask you to come out of your room most of the time. Yeah. Uh, you little goblin. <laughs> so I know you and your mom Don't are kind of... Don't call me that. All right, uh, turkey. Um, How dare you, sir? I know <laughs> you and mom are kind of similar when it comes to violence level, but I think you and mom sit in the same camp with these movies, is that like it takes a while for there to be any real violence in this movie. I'm thinking like maybe the first time... Like there's action... But I feel like the first time there's violence is uh, the fairy, right? The the, the fairy, the, the fake Avengers. Yeah, that's so quick though, and, and it's yeah, and he fights the he fights the vulture before the fairy. Does he does he fight the vulture or well, does he get his he, ass handed to him by the vulture? Get, oh, yeah, more of the latter. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, how do you, how do you feel this goes on a violence level? Think about it like an emoji. What do you mean? Like like good violence or like bad violence? Like do I think it's good or do I think it's bad? Is no, is it a sorry, uh is it a uh amount of violence that you can handle? Is there ever a point when the violence Yeah, actually I can handle anything. 
I know. You're really trying to get me to uh, show you The Last of Us. Oh, it's so good. Please. Yeah, see? When you're ready. You're almost- I am ready. I'm so ready. Again, there's a thing called the skip button. When school's over. What? When school's over and, you know, if it affects you and you have to stay up all night. You think I'm going to graduate? You're funny. <laughs> Oh, oh! look, look. Hey, folks, this is an audio-only podcast. You can't see Casey's heartbreaking right here on camera. <laughs> you may have heard this little... That was my heart exploding into a billion pieces. I guess we'll, we'll kind of take a question from uh, the end of our podcast for you. Let's do a couple of those. Who Who's your favorite character in the movie? Um... Zendaya. <laughs> so Michelle. Yeah. I like Michelle, Peter, and like Ned. Like those three. That's like the perfect trio. That combo. That's a strong trio. Mm-hmm. The strongest trio we've had in a lot of movies. Um, what's your favorite scene? I like the part where he's like out doing the, the crime thing, Peter, and then he goes back in his room and Ned has like the spaceship thing and then he's in his underwear and then Aunt May walks in. That's funny. <laughs> That is very funny. The Death Star, by the way, not Spaceship. <laughs> That's literally the same thing. It's a Star Wars. Okay. Oh, hmm. it's a space station. How dare it's you? It's no moon, I'll tell you. Um, right uh, it's, it's no moon. Um, all right. Um, Elliot, do you have any other thoughts, feelings, uh, concerns about this movie you'd like to share with us? No, I think I'm good. Actually, <laughs> okay. actually, I, I want to well, thank El, someone. Uh, th- Oh, no. Who? I want to thank Tom Holland's parents for bringing him into this world. <laughs> oh, God oh, in no. heaven. Oh, Casey, you all right there, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well played, Elliot. Well oh, played. Sh- shit. <laughs> okay. I'm okay with this. That's cool. No, look, he's a great guy. You know, I, I, it is what? weird to go back to homecoming after... After seeing him in like Uncharted and future MCU sure. stuff, he's a baby in this movie. Yeah, yeah. He like he's 19 when he's filming this, and I'm like, no, I believe this kid's in high school. I 100 percent believe this kid's in high school. Yep, agree. It's it's wild. All right. On that Elliot, note, thanks for joining us, Elliot. Go to. Do you so want to do you want to shout out any of your socials, your clock app, anything like that? Oh, please don't. I'm kidding, call you don't it have that. to. Okay. I don't post anything anyway, so The Clock app? Yeah. You don't. don't. You just watch other people's videos. Yeah. All right. Um <laughs> El, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Um go do your homework. I already did my homework. That's <laughs> nah, what that that's the, the right, right answer. answer. Thank you so much. Elliot, now we can say, because she has done the reveal of her name, uh, yeah. for coming in. I'm glad you had that. I think she is now our resident um, Tom Holland and Zendaya are hot um, <laughs> correspondent. So when we get to I, the rest of the movies. Yeah, I also feel like um, you know, we'll have to explore this idea next season. Oh, potentially keeping us in check because uh, she injects a, a whole lot of... Uh, 
truth into your vibe in the same way that my children do that to me. Well, so we, we definitely hear it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I mean, she's a teenager. What else? What else are you gonna do? Okay, so with that, I believe we got nothing else to do, sir. Yes, sir. But roll that film. Unlike sometimes when we do the Wikipedia, thank you people who do this Wikipedia, we get right into the movie. <laughs> There's no like, oh, well, you forgot this and you forgot that, so let's talk about these things. So this starts with a little adage that says, following the Battle of New York in 2012, otherwise known as the Avengers. That's right. Adrian Toomes and his salvage company are contracted to clean up the city, but their operation is taken over by the Department of Damage Control, otherwise known as the Doct. <laughs> yeah. It says here. Sure. Some people would read that as D-O-D-C, but yes, you could pronounce it as well. I don't see any periods in between them, so I'm smushing it together. All right. It's the Doct. <laughs> Did you recognize the head of the Doct? Yeah. It's, uh, what's her name? Uh, the... The amazing Tyne Daly. Right? Tyne Daly, who went to my scam of college, actually made it out into the world and has made something of herself. Also, uh, <laughs> aunt to Tim Daly. I don't think. Oh, she's I don't his know about that. Mother. Yeah. So you know, she aunt is... to Superman. Oh no, 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 no. Uh, that's her younger brother. No, stop. Tim Daly. Tim Daly's her, her younger brother. Yep. She's 77. How old do you think Tim Daly is? He's got to be in his... Well, I guess he's probably he's in his late 60s. 67. Yeah, she's 10 years older. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Tyne Daly's great. Tim Tim Daly's great. Was Superman for a very long time uh, on the Superman animated series. Then was taken over by George Newbern. Yep. There's a very uh, funny... Uh, the web series that his son did. Oh, my God. The episode God. where uh, Nathan Fillion comes over to talk to him and... The voice of Green Lantern in the animated series, right? Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the one where it is Kevin Conroy versus Ooh. Tim Daly. That's also oh, I've I've seen that. That's also a good delight one. Yeah. Too. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all great. I They're mean, all great. Yeah, he uses his nepotism in the best way. He sure like, hey, You're friends with my dad. Come over and be on my dumb web series. Yeah. In accordance with Executive Order Three Nine Six B. All post-battle cleanup operations are now under our jurisdiction. Thank you for your service. We'll take it from here. Oh, man. Tyne Daly. God damn it. Does she control the room when she comes she sure in? Does. She sure She's does. so good. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The instant you walk in. So when we were watching this, she walked in. And Elliot didn't remember this movie at all. Yeah. She's like, wait, does he kill her? <laughs> she was she was the meme of the girlfriend that just keeps asking questions. And I finally just turned her and went, just watch the film. <laughs> All will be revealed to you. It's obvious you don't remember it. Just watch it. <laughs> <laughs> they make the movie for someone who hasn't seen it before. So if you just watch, it'll all reveal itself. Yeah, it's crazy how that works. Yeah, They're not yeah, going to yeah. leave you in the dark on anything, I promise. Yeah. Uh, a partnership between Tony Stark and the U.S. government. And how real did it feel when the tinkerer was like not assholes who made this mess of getting paid to clean it up yeah <laughs> like yeah that is the government <laughs> i really love this gritty street level reality of logically what would have happened in new york city after the avengers right you yeah. had the shatari space worm had crashed in Penn Station, like, you know, it's a fucking mess, and somebody's going to have to clean that up, and, you know, 
that's 100% going to be a contract to a private company. Um, but just the the reality of that. I'll be honest with you. I think way back when, and if you if you read my blog, you know, if you poked around on my blog, um, I was really optimistic when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. came out on ABC. And the first season I loved, I became gradually disenchanted with it. I really think there was a missed opportunity with this. There was a one-season show called Powerless that came out in 2017 set in the DC universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they had a similar kind of vibe, right? Like it was Vanessa Hudges, uh, uh, Alan Tudyk, Alan Tudyk uh, Ron Pudi. Funches. Yeah. Just uh, what a fucking cast. Um, in a world with superheroes, there's people that have to deal with the, the reality of what happens after. I would have loved to have seen a better version of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that was the Department of Damage Control, you know? I just... I was watching that going, oh, they missed opportunity. Yeah, damage control has its definitely has its roots in the comics. This was not a new phrase yes. when it came up. And I love the reveal of it. Like, who are you guys? And it cuts to a picture of Tony Stark and it says damage control. And like half the audience laughed and the other half went, it's a picture of Tony Stark. Why is this funny? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They first show up in 1988. And yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. actually, damage control number one, they had a... Uh, they had their, yeah, own, their own title, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I uh, that would have been just at the tail end of when I was originally reading comics. Oh, oh eighty nine. Okay. I graduated in eighty nine, so that's okay. That's why. So, um, yeah, it's a few years before that I'd stopped reading regularly. But yeah, they had a they had their own series. Hey, chief, we still have another load from yesterday. We're supposed to turn this in, right? I ain't hauling it. Too bad. We could have made some pretty cool stuff from all that alien junk. Enraged at being driven out of business, Toombs persuades his employees to keep the Chitari technology they have already scavenged and use it to create and sell advanced weapons, including a flying vulture suit Toombs uses to steal Chitari power cells. Bum, bum, bum. This is one of those big questions that uh, that I want to talk. And this is, a, this is a perfect place to talk about it. It's our first reference to the, the vulture. Um, you mentioned earlier the similarities with UC with Batman, and and you're right. Spider-Man has a wonderful rogues gallery. He's got some great villains. And yeah. Vulture is a, you know, an elder member of that rogues gallery, right? Sure. I'll be honest with you. In the comics, he has always struck me as among, if not the goofiest, among the most goofy of Spider's, Spider-Man's villains. He's kind of the butt of a joke. He's usually the beginning of a story. Yeah, He's like, right? all right, Vulture, you're he, okay, back you know, to jail with you. He's almost like Batrock, the Leaper is for Captain America, right? Like, yeah. If Batrock's in an episode or an issue, I'm not worried for Cap. Like, I feel yeah. like we're we're going to be exploring some other, you know, storyline with Steve Rogers or something. Um, when, when they announced... The Keaton was in the movie. I was like, great. But then when they announced that he was playing the Vulture, I was like, him? <laughs> that said, this is the most interesting Vulture has ever been as a villain for me. Yeah. I mean, Spider-Man 4, Tobey Maguire, was supposed to be the Vulture. Yep. That it was supposed to be John Malkovich. I'm the Vulture. <laughs> I'm better. <laughs> I'm stronger. Yes. Oh, He's that's bizarre. Yeah. Terrible Malkovich. Uh, that's that's how good he would have been in the in in the. In yeah, I don't think he would have given two shits about no. that movie. He would have been terrible. Yeah. He's a great actor, but he just would. I don't think he would have brought it. Yeah. I, I mean, not so, like Michael Keaton brings it in this movie because Michael Keaton is fantastic. So here's how far back the Vulture goes. 
he shows up in the Amazing Spider-Man number two in May of 1963. So, yeah. uh, you know, but like even the fact, so his costume in the comics, let's be honest, it's this goofy. is one of those things that it's fine in the comic book, but you would never recreate that like, you know, perfectly in real life. The goofy fur collar, the idea that, oh, it's a bomber jacket and for insulation, he has the the the, the fur. The, collar, fur. Yeah. the second I saw that, I was like, oh my God, it's fucking brilliant. That is how you are inspired by the comic book and make something that looks good on, on screen. And not only that, like having it not have, like the most impractical thing about the vulture costume is the wings are attached to his arms. So if he has to fight, he can't keep flying. Like, sure. Good job, Adrian, to not do that in the in yeah. Good point. Good point. Earth six one six, like or whatever it is, Earth nine 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 or whatever. Uh, six oh oh. Uh, we talked about that in our the MCU has an Earth number. Oh no no. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the Fantastic Four, the Rise of the Silver Surfer. That has a has its own universe. I think the MCU is. Uh, Nineteen nine ninety nine. Yes, yes. Nineteen, nineteen ninety nine ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because um, well, by the time this comes out, uh, this will be the day that uh, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse comes out. But in the trailer, there is a reference to this universe from Miguel O'Hara. If we get live action Tom Holland, I may, I will lose my shit. I'm already going to be so excited for this film. I at this point. I'm cautiously optimistic, but in the back of my head, I'm like, how do they screw this up? They did so good with the first one. Well, I, I'm hope I'm hope I'm not currently sitting in the theater, eating my words, <laughs> going, "Why did you say it? Why did you say it on the why podcast? Why did Casey? you say it? Yes, you yes, dumb yes. motherfucker. <laughs> like has happened to me in the MCU. Ah, I'm not. I'm not going to go see Ant Man. I think that one's going to flop. You know, I've got it wrong a couple times. Boy, my hesitancy around. Uh, the Vulture, I got it wrong. He's a wonderful, frightening villain in this. 100%. Did we see this together? I can't remember. I think we did. I think we did. I mean, there was no doubt. Like, there was, we this saw wasn't this one of those together. Ones. We did not see either of the next two together. We did not, yeah. I know that for sure. Yep. Because I saw um, the next uh, Tom Holland Spider Man movie with She Who Is My Wife, Danny. That's right. A rare showing by Mrs. Ryan in a superhero movie. She liked it, too. How about that? It's, she likes this. She thought this was a good movie. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, eight years later, Peter <laughs> Parker is drafted into the Avengers by Stark to help with an internal dispute in Germany. And we have a new type of movie in the Superpod Hero cast. New York. Queens. It's a rough bar over here. It's home. This is found footage. <laughs> And 100% is, yeah. And it's so good. Oh, my God. It's just from him doing the voiceover and Happy calling it out. Who are you talking to? No one. Just making a little video of the trip. You know, you can't show it to anyone. Yeah, I know. Then why are you narrating in that voice? To him in his hotel room and not realizing it was as big as it was that he actually thought it was. Yeah. To mid-fight. I did a fight with Captain America and I stole the shield and I threw it at him and I... The hell? He's big now. I gotta go. Hang on. So it's interesting that you say that. Yes. Because uh, I I have to point out there's a huge continuity problem here. <laughs> go ahead, you in, giant fucking nerd. <laughs> in, with I think a lot of people will also agree with me. In Civil War, when Ant-Man becomes Giant-Man, 
What does Peter Parker say? He's big now? No. No. Holy shit! Oh. <laughs> what uh-huh. doesn't he say in this one? Got it. Okay. All right. And also, he's obviously hiding behind some um, luggage carriers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Civil War, he's just right on the tarmac. Like this is this, and this starts the. Uh, this is kind of the first hint to the Russos want uh, Tom Holland Spider Man to be one way. John Watts wants it to be a different way. There for the rest of the time we get both of them doing it. There is going to be this push and pull of how the character goes. Did you notice he does not make as many movie references? You ever seen that movie? Yeah, there's only sure. one time that he points out that the movie's good. He was constantly doing it in Civil War. He'll do it even more in Infinity War. So I'm just like, well, so the Russos want this quippy, uh, movie-loving kid, and John Watts wants Peter Parker. They are different circumstances, though. In the Spider-Man movies, you know, with the exception of when Tony shows up or when Happy's there, that is really Peter in his environment. He's among his peer group, among his friends. Of course, he's not going to say to Ned, hey, have you heard of this old movie called, you know, Empire, Empire Strikes, Strikes Back? Back? Right. But when Peter showed, and I've said this, I, I know I said this during Civil War, I'll say it again. The reason for me, so Tom, love Tom Holland. But mm-hmm. in addition, the reason these are the best Spider-Man movies is because you need the dynamic of young teenage Spider-Man versus adult heroes. And this is the only with the exception of, you know, Peter B. Parker in, you know, across the Spider-Verse, yeah. um, you know, with the exception of that or into the Spider-Verse, uh, you know, in the McGuire and Garfield Spider-Man, it's just him there. And it doesn't work as well. In Civil War and those other ones, he's relating to these older heroes in their environment. And I think that makes a difference. All right, that's a <laughs> okay. It's right, right. a big leap of uh, logic to make the, ah, <laughs> make okay. it very clear that one set of directors and another director wanted a character to be incredibly different. Oh, I, before I forget, I need to say this now. Sure. So you shared the thing about Terrence Howard taking over as Kang if yeah. Jonathan Majors needs to be replaced, which yeah, which it, it looks like is happening more yep. and more fucking likely. No, you know who it should be, John Boega. Okay. All right. Sure. Tell me they don't have matching energy. Yeah, I'm good with that. He's a great actor. Yeah. Love the found footage. I think it's a brilliant idea to to tell what happened there from Peter's perspective. Mm -hmm. Peter resumes his studies at the Midtown School of Science and Technology when Stark tells him that he is not yet ready to become a full Avenger. Much like in Civil War, when Tom doesn't move for, for Robert, and he says, you put your legs down so I can sit here. Yeah. That's when right. he goes to reach for the door and uh, Tom goes to hug him. It's not a hug. I'm just grabbing the door for you. We're not we're not there yet. That is Tom trying to hug Robert Downey Jr. It, you're kidding. <laughs> the kid is just so fucking nervous. Oh, God. Open the door. Yep. That, yeah. I mean, we only get a couple minutes, a few minutes all total of uh, RDJ in this. But boy, he how much is... you think? How much do you think he got paid to do this? Oh, he made something like $12 million or something. <laughs> That's like a it's a million dollars a minute. And oh. unlike unlike I think we did that math for Arnold Schwarzenegger in um Batman yeah. and Robin. Yes. Unlike that, Robert Downey Jr. is worth every dollar of that million dollars. Yes, because again, with that dynamic of 
Spidey's still a kid, and Happy does a great job of like smacking him down, but the dynamic you get from Downey is just incredible. Just, it's so just good. incredible. Yeah. Okay. I'm so sorry. Continue. No, 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 no. You were spot on. As we get to the school, I, the casting in this movie is pitch perfect. So mm-hmm. we talked about Jacob Batalon. Um, so Laura Harrier is um, Liz, Liz Allen. Liz Allen. Uh, his, yeah, his, she's pretty uh, good. Yeah, she's fine. She's um, got that. She's got that annoyed at everything teenage vibe <laughs> down pat to the point where I'm like, how much is this, of this is you? Because I've never seen her in anything else. Sure, sure. Um, the young lady who plays, well, she's not in, uh, the young lady who's, who plays, um, Betty, Betty. Yeah. I'm just, she, and Gory Rice. And Gory Rice. Uh, do you know what she was also in? Uh, no. What? The nice guys. Was she the daughter? Yep. No way. Oh my God. She totally was. (laughs) Yeah. She's so good. She was in, um, oh shit. Hang on. Well, I just had it. Just had it open. She a just got cast in something. Mean yeah. Girls, the musical. That's it. She's oh, wow. she's she's Katie, right? I would assume. Yeah, is Katie that the, Heron. Yeah, it says yeah. right there. Not only is it, yeah, it's the musical. Ver- oh, there's a picture. Sorry, is that them? No, that can't be. It is. It's the. It's the. Oh my God! It's the plastics. I'm very <laughs> excited about that. Oh, she's also in the last thing he told me, which I haven't started watching yet, but I need to because. Um, Jennifer Garner is in it. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, High uh, Honor Society is the other thing that she did. I saw that. I'm not familiar with that. With uh, Gant Maserato. It's a movie oh, on Paramount okay. Plus. It's right. good. Don't read anything before you watch it, but I would recommend it. I think you would okay. all really enjoy that movie. Um, some of the other performers in the space, we, you know, obviously we gushed over Zendaya as Michelle. Mm-hmm. She's phenomenal. Uh, Tony Revolori in a very different flash. And I was reading about this. It is it, it is an update to the bully trope. So absolutely, and it so, totally makes sense at a science academy. It's not going to be a jock. It, yeah, nowadays it's social media and privilege and wealth, right? Like that's it. It's it's not the jock. And oh my god, to, I mean, he's wonderful in, in this, and he only gets better as the series progresses. Oh my god, I cannot wait. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yes, uh, spot on, pitch perfect. And um, in addition. The, uh, you know, we get it in every one of these series, the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man montage. This <laughs> one is spot on, right? It hits all the beats. And the fact that he's doing this while reporting in on Happy's voicemail, to which he clearly never gets a call back, is, I, I, I'm just eating it up. It's The dynamic here is so good. So there's no note in it, but when he goes to get the sandwich, yeah, can we just point out that the deli owner... Is totally in the wrong. He calls May hot in Spanish in front of him, thinking he sure. can't speak it. He replies. He knows. And tries Peter, to, he knows Peter speaks it. I don't think he does. He, he has a pretty surprised look on no, his face. He, know, he knows. In any case, he then gets mad that he says something about his daughter, and he's going to charge him double. And he's like, "Come on, it's it, you know, I was just joking." I'm like, and also. You made lewd comments about my aunt. <laughs> no, no, wait, wait, wait. It, they weren't lewd. They weren't lewd. Lewd would be what great tits or, oh, my God, her aunt, right? Like it, That's in the I, that's uh, R-rated the, version of this movie? That is the playful banter, and it's it, – uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm there for that. I, I, I love Peter in this environment. It's, it's just wonderful. 
Parker quits his school's academic decathlon team to spend more time focusing on his crime-fighting activities as Spider-Man. First fight. Whoa, you're the Avengers! What are you guys doing here? Thor, uh, Hulk, good to finally meet you guys. That's actually a note I have. Oh, you'd be more handsome in person. In the comic books and in the other movies, but, you know, the source material, Peter Parker, you know, Spidey's humor is such an integral part of his character. And in this fight, it's it's right there. Every time he flips or shoots a web, there's a quip. And, boy, the the pacing, the the... What they've got going here just works so well. Holland, Tom Holland is is perfect in this role. Yeah, people always say if we could cross universes and Spider-Man fought Nightwing, it would be a 50-50 between fighting and quipping because Nightwing does the exact same thing. Does he really? Is that like... It's a distractionary he, tactic. Oh, got it. Okay. He never shuts up, so you're not focused on his fighting style. You're listening to it. And I'm sure it's the same thing Peter's doing. Got it. Got it. It's a good distractionary tactic. If you're just yapping away, you're the guy's never going to focus on what you're doing. Sure. The special effects look really good as well. You know, for a, for a hero that has such sp- specific physicality, the mm-hmm. way that Spidey moves and fights... Um, can be can look really good in cartoons. It can look really good in video games. It, you know, you got to get it right in live action, or it's not going to work. Boy, it works. The, you know, his ability to cling to different surfaces and upside down and the acrobatics. Man, it just. It, I, I'm watching this movie going. This movie is so fucking incredible. Like, I just had a grin on my face through the whole movie. Yeah, the only thing is, I know why they did it, because there's so many action scenes with a a CG Peter, or a CG Mm Spider-Man. And I'm thinking also because this was pushed into production, I think, right after Civil War, and they didn't want to give away the suit reveal. There's no practical suit for the movie. Okay. It is always CG, and he's always wearing a motion capture suit, oh. much like in Civil War. Just because they, they they also, I if I remember correctly, for Civil War for his test screening, he had a suit. Okay, you you can see that it's got a sure. different symbol and stuff. Um, but for the movie, he's wearing motion capture, and that's because they were still like fine tuning what they wanted the suit to look like. Mm-hmm. I get that, but there's a couple times when it's like on the ferry in the daylight where I'm like, well, that is a computer generated suit. It's good, but like it, it, it's not bad, but I notice it more now. I'm like, yeah, that's a, that's clearly a computer generated suit. Last shot of the movie where it's real close about it, my computer generated. Like, yeah, it's not bad, but it's just like, there were zero moments where that I even noticed that, to be honest with you. Well, these are the things that I noticed. They are the things you notice. Yeah. His best friend, Ned, eventually discovers his secret identity. And I could not love this reveal more. Yeah. Yeah. Ned's Ned's crazy energy is... But the the fact that he's, he's like, crawling in, the cool thing where he closes, like, showing that he has sticky on his feet, too. He closes his window, he crawls, he closes his door, and then the, pa- the camera turns around, and it's sitting there with the Death Star. Like, yeah. Oh my God. You're the Spider-Man from YouTube. I'm not. I'm not. He hits the button, and it falls off of him. <laughs> uh, we also get, you know, more of the high school uh, by this point. The very fa- funny Hannibal Burris as the gym teacher playing the Captain America video. Today, my good friend, your gym teacher, will be conducting the Captain America Fitness Challenge. Thank you, Captain. I'm 
pretty sure this guy's a war criminal now, but whatever. I have to show these videos. It's required by the state. Let's do it. And also being on the wrong side for the video of Captain yeah. America did gesture too. That's right. But he still waves. Yeah. Um, Hannibal Burris will always hold a special place in my heart because he's the one that got us talking about the fact that uh, Bill Cosby's a serial rapist. You are 100% correct, sir. So good for him. That's right. Thank you very much, Hannibal. You did what uh, they say sometimes, the Lord's work. That's right. That's uh, right. Sorry that it all ended with that shithead being released early. Yeah. Another bit I loved here is uh, the lead up to Liz's party. And <laughs> when Peter is having doubts about bringing Spider-Man there to increase their social status, Peter goes, Spider-Man is not a party trick, okay? Look, I'm just going to be myself. And Ned goes, Peter, no one wants that. <laughs> Oh my God, he's so great, and yeah. I love when they're when May's dropping him off. Goes, Ned, some hats wear, man. You wear that hat. Yeah, he gives me confidence. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Flash forward to the party, and Peter's going off to investigate the explosion. And Ned calls him. Peter, where are you? That's not working. This is not cool. At the party, he's about to jump in. And uh, Parker sees an explosion. He comes across Tombs Associates Jackson Bryce, played by separated at birth Tom ha- uh, Tom Hardy's brother <laughs> Logan yeah. Marshall Green yeah like every time I see him in a movie I'm like hey, it's Tom no it's not to the point where um I'm gonna go ahead and say it Logan Marshall Green is in a better Venom movie called Upgrade dear TSBHC you Army talked about and, that. Yeah. and Todd because I, I guess by your I reaction not seen it. Yep. watch Upgrade it's so fucking good and it is what the Venom movies should have been the 2018 Upgrade alright yeah it's really good is hmm. it streaming anywhere uh <clears throat> I'm sure it is. Everything's streaming nowadays, right? Uh, at this point, Jackson Bryce is calling himself the Shocker. Right. And Herman Schultz, played by Bokeem Woodbine, a fantastic character actor. Yeah. Always a delight to see. Yep. Going all the way back to The Rock. Um, yes. Yes. And they're selling weapons to a local criminal named, oh, Aaron Davis. Hey, Todd, why do we know the name Aaron Davis? Hmm. I feel like we saw him in an animated. animated. Yeah. Yeah. What was, oh, that's right. He was Miles Morales's uncle, the Prowler. The Prowler. And who was he played by in this movie? The amazing Don Glover. Oh, and Donald Glover. Why is it interesting? Oh, that's right. Because the reason we have Miles Morales is because of Donald Glover. That's right. Yeah. We have talked about it before, but it's a quick, really quick story. Uh, in fact, you saw it because you are now finally watching Community. Yes. Oh, my God. Why didn't someone tell me? I know. Kidding. It's almost like one of your best friends in the whole wide world yeah, 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 yeah. kept being like, no, you should really watch it. <laughs> when Donald is living at Pierce's house, or when Donald, Jesus, when Troy is living at Pierce's house and he's wearing the Spider-Man uh, uh, onesie, yeah, that's in uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. It's playing in Aaron's house. Literally that's a shot of him stretching. We mentioned it there. That's right. But... When they announced they're making a new Spider-Man movie, which became The Amazing Spider-Man, yep. Donald Glover and most of the internet was like, hey, this kid's really good. He's He's got the build for Spider-Man. Make him Spider-Man. And, you know, someone at Marvel, I don't remember who, but I'm pretty sure they don't work there anymore because it was a racist comment. But, but, but he's black. Uh, you know, like Roger Moore said, James Bond will never be black. Um, oh, of course. 
So in much like uh, why we have Sam Jackson playing um, <laughs> Samuel <laughs> Nick Fury, Nick Fury, yeah, they uh, they created Miles Morales, a uh, African American Spider Man, and yeah. kind of in the beginning was drawn like a young Donald Glover. So I just cool. love it. I just love, and he name checks later that um, he has a nephew in in that lives in, around here. So he Miles sure is alive. In this universe. Yeah, which which is interesting because Miles is not in Earth 616, not in the you know the mainstream Marvel Comics universe. But of course, this is not Earth 616. So Peter right. Parker and Miles can coexist. And I cannot wait for it to actually happen. Uh so Parker saves Davis before being caught uh by tombs in the vulture suit and dropped in the lake nearly drowning and becoming entangled in the parachute built for his suit and why does he have a parachute because tony stark learns from his mistakes that's right he sure does he didn't put one in Rhodes. the mark one yeah or in in Rhodes. oh civil war i think it's because of that Rhodes was paralyzed oh so. oh i didn't even oh you went dark yeah no you're right yep that makes but a lot I went of sense real for tony like yeah that's true he's not gonna know. let another person yep. you know not in his tech yeah just like when they're talking here in a second and he turns on the heater in his suit that is because he was cold in iron man 3 in iron man 3 yeah that's fair that's fair can't you just be a friendly neighborhood spider-man he's rescued by stark who's monitoring the spider-man suit he gave peter and warns him against further involvement with the criminals. Now, here's a little detail that I did not notice the first time I watched it, or the first couple times, but I, I caught it tonight. So it's a running joke that Peter is patrolling the neighborhoods. He's the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He's calling Happy's voicemail. I stopped to grab that bicycle, couldn't find the owner, so I just left a note. I hope this lost old Dominican lady. She was really nice and bought me a churro. We assume that... Nobody cares. Happy's never calling him. But the end of this this uh, lecture from Tony, he says, Stay close to the ground. Build up your game helping the little people. Like that lady that bought you the churro. Tony is 100% getting and reading or listening to the reports from Happy on what's happening. Down to the level of Peter talked about the woman who bought him a churro, and Tony knows it. The little detail that... Almost belies the strong idea that that Peter's just been abandoned. He doesn't matter. Tony cares. Tony cares. So uh, one step further in universe. Sure. It's Tony just hacking into Happy's voicemails and being like, uh, Friday, I, play me any any message to I, Happy. Because Happy, Happy clearly does not give a shit. No. Hacking, I think, is is unfair. I think I think Tony's assumption is Happy works for me. His business is my business. Mm-hmm. It's it's who pushes of a button for him. Yeah. In the comics, when Tony gets to this like megalomaniac ego, like you mm-hmm. can see the roots of that here, right? Like, yeah. oh yeah, no, that's of course I should know that. And uh, Happy couldn't possibly understand what's relevant for me or not. I'll just listen to it myself. Yeah, <laughs> makes perfect yeah. sense. It's great. It, I just I love it so much. <laughs> I have a note later, but we'll talk about it now because it's the sure. first appearance of the Iron Man suit. Apparently, yeah. Sony didn't want to pay. To render a new suit. To- you mean Sony? No, Sony. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you said. I thought you said Tony. I was not. No, Sony. Okay, Sony. Got it. So Marvel just said, "Well, here's the Civil War suit," and they paid to have the silver put on it. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I'm going to guess they did it on purpose, but that's Ultimate Iron Man. 
Like the way his costume sure. coloring is in this movie, it is ultimate Iron Man. I was like, oh, cool. But then to find out that it's because they didn't want to pony up the dough, I'm like, well, it's <laughs> less cool now. Well, listen, I want Marvel Studios in charge of this legacy, not Sony. Well, because... we just got the announcement today that Spider-Man 1, 2, 3, Amazing Spider-Man, and Homecoming are all coming to Disney Plus and Venom. So I feel like something big's coming. Like, Maybe they're making the deal to to sell it back. Yeah, but why? What has Sony got right now that's bigger than than this? They wouldn't do it unless they had something but like maybe maybe they've seen that they just can't make it work. But they are. I mean, the, Venom, no. But these movies Mor- are Morbius. Sony movies. Oh, yeah, but let's let's be honest. These movies are successful because of Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios. Okay. Okay, yeah, because the the ones they're doing on their own are not great. Are yeah. not great, yeah, right? Like, so but we're getting Madam Web still. That shit's still coming out next year. Who gives a shit? I mean, right? I mean, I, w- w- I'm going to watch Madam it. Web is past my my time in the comics, so I'm just like, I don't care. Uh, she's don't actually care. she's actually earlier than that, but but she's a weird yeah. yeah. But she, I'm sorry, she was not being used. In the time I was reading. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, she showed up on the animated series, which I'd be afraid to go back and watch. I feel like that would not hold up the test of time. In the comics, she first shows up in The Amazing Spider-Man 210 in November of 1980. I wasn't even alive. Yeah, that's right. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. She was in Inficon. So here I'm really showing my age. Uh, What was the... Oh, the Commodore 64. Oh. Um, which was not, not a bad system. We owned not it. Not at all. I had first, it, yeah. Actually, not even my first computer. My first computer was the VIC-20. But, the, but then when we oh, upgraded to a Commodore yeah. 64, I was so impressed. And you're but like, the, the technology! <laughs> there were licensed some computer games, on the, and there was a Spider-Man one, and Madam Web was in it. It hmm. was... Oh well, while you look, she's also in Shattered Dimensions, where you get to play in the game as Peter Parker. Yeah, voiced by Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Don't remember who does the voice of that. And Spider Man Noir, a very different Spider Man Noir. The actual like dark and brooding. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And that is voiced by the guy who was Peter Parker Spider Man on the. 90s animated series. Got it. Uh, so the game I'm thinking of was Quest Probe Spider-Man, and it was a it was a Zork style text <gasps> game. Zork. Zork. So she didn't really show up per se. Well, the difference was because it was on a the Commodore 64. There were graphics like it would show yeah, okay. you a picture, and like and Zork did the same thing, and everyone hated it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, there is a version of Zork where you can you can have pictures. I'm like, no, no, it's more fun to just. No, Zork is text, but this game you've been killed by a goblin. Yeah, 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 yep. (laughs) The goblin has killed you. Like, no, no, the the a grew, a grew. Oh right, they're not goblins. That's right, they're the grew. The grew. They're in the dark. So if you have light, don't worry. Yeah. Speaking of killing, yes. Oh, Tombs accidentally kills Bryce in what might be. One of the darkest and funniest deaths we've had so far in this podcast. I thought this was the anti-gravity gun. What? No, that's that one. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. But I love it that he doesn't care. Now you're the shocker. 
Go out there and find that weapon he lost. Now, I know Herman Schultz is the name of the shocker. I don't know if Jackson Bryce is a shocker also. Um, I feel like there were multiple. There have been a couple. There have been a couple. And I, I the one that I know is Herman yeah, Schultz. It's Herman Schultz. Uh, let's see. I love that both of them, when they're using the... Uh, the shocker, almost, almost like what, um, and I believe they're supposed to be modified versions of what um, Crossbones uses at the beginning of Civil War. Yes, in this movie, it's very specifically, it's that tech, yeah, with uh, a with like electric uh, electrocution thing mm-hmm. put on it. They're both wearing the yellow waffle or cross stitch um, stuff like the shocker does in the comics. I assume it's supposed to be like. Insulation. To protect against concussive, yeah, it just, yeah, it, yeah, it doesn't work. Does does not look good. At a first glance, I'm not necessarily seeing that. Shocker, shocker, Schultz. I'm not. Alter ego only. Only Herman Schultz. Yeah. Oh, other okay. Dalt Kendall. Nope. What, Jackson uh, Bryce. Yeah. Other characters named Shocker. Dalt Kendall. Um, Randall Darby was a mutant, the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. I don't remember him. Shocker was never. I mean, he's like he's like the paste pot Pete of of Spider Man villains. I mean, he show he first shows up in Amazing Spider Man forty six from nineteen sixty seven. I believe he become yeah, it's right here. He he is nineties um, um, Sinister Seven. Oh, there was a Sinister Seven for a while. <laughs> Which looks like it was the younger Vulture, Mysterio, Shocker, Beetle, Electro. Why do you need two electric-based villains on the same team? That's kind of pointless. Shocker's not electric. It's Sonic. It's like... Well, oh, that's right. It's Sonic in the yeah. in the comics. Yep. Hobgoblin. Remember him? Yes. And I don't know who this last person is. Uh... That looks like, I feel like I should know who that well, is. If only I just kept writing, I'm sure it would say who the Sinister Seven are. Sinister Seven, yeah. Oh, we're, we're not going to go down this rabbit hole because that's that's the list of all the... Oh, okay, yeah. Forget, so we're yeah. good. So anyways, uh, anyways back, to the, back to the... Sure. Plot. Parker and Ned study a weapon that Bryce left behind, removing its power core. When a tracking device on Schultz leads to Maryland... Parker rejoins the decathlon team and accompanies them to Washington, D.C. for their national tournament. Ned and Parker disable the tracker that Stark implanted in the Spider-Man suit. There's a ton of other subsystems in here, but they're all disabled by the training wheels protocol. The shot where he's plugging in the USB cable into the back of the suit. Yeah. Just keep remember that look of the back of the suit. That'll come in handy in a couple movies. All right, and they also unlock its advanced features, but let's take a moment to give Ned some credit. Ned bypassed Stark Tech security. Yeah. That's like, like with an Alienware laptop. Dude, you're getting in Dell. Like it's in nothing. a cave with spare Oh <laughs> with no, a wait, box sorry, of that's scraps. A wrong, that's a wrong, wrong wrong thing. But yeah, like good on Ned. That's pretty fucking impressive. Right? He'll do something more impressive, less plausible in a couple of movies, but we'll get to why he has to do that because oh. of scheduling change. You know why, right? No. Because Careful, Casey. That's a spoiler. So we get a new AI voice. We do. Voiced by... Good evening, Peter. Congratulations on completing the rigorous training wheels protocol and gaining access to your suit's full capabilities. The wonderful 
Jennifer Connelly, right? Married to? Uh, I feel like I know this. As soon as you say it. Vision. Oh, yes. Paul Bettany. Yes. 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 yes, yes. Sadly, she will not. uh, And, you know, clearly it's a time before the name had such negative connotations, but he calls her Karen. I'm like, oh, that's not an insult here. You can call me Karen if you would like. Yeah. Yeah, Like, I'd take Jennifer Connelly gently Speaking into whispering my ear, into your ear? Yeah, not even whispering. Like she's—it's so good. I—I've loved Jennifer Connelly. She gets a little flirtatious. What if she's expecting someone like Tony Stark? I mean, imagine how disappointed she'd be when she sees me. Well, if I were her, I wouldn't be disappointed at all. But that's got to be Stark programming to be yeah, like flirt, uh, flirt with the teenage kid in your sure. sultry voice. To, that's right. Uh, but like Jennifer Connelly is going to show up a couple more times on this podcast, and. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm and not going to be thrilled about one of them, but yes, yeah, we don't have to talk about the one, we'll but talk. she was in a movie that was a regular rotation in the Ryan household when I was a kid, Labyrinth. Sure. Sure. Oh, sure. Uh, Labyrinth. she's already appeared. She's already appeared on the podcast with the great, uh, uh, Justin Mousseau. As we talked about the Rocketeer. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we've yeah. got her, got her once. We got one more. Yep. Yep. I don't need to go into what it is. Oh, yeah. Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. (gasps) Nerd Debate 5 live. There we go. Boom. That is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at... The amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds argue with each other. Yeah. All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> Combat, exploration, and roleplay. These are known as the three pillars of play that make every game of Dungeons & Dragons exciting, tense, and rewarding. But we believe there's another pillar to the world's greatest role-playing game, and that fourth pillar is creation. Are you a dungeon master who has always wanted to create your own monsters, execute your own adventures, design your own challenges, spells, classes, and lineages? That is what we here at the Fourth Pillar of Play, a Night Shift radio production, are doing. Learning game design by designing games. We are not professionals. We are enthusiastic amateurs, just like many of you. So join us as we review and discuss information by professional game designers and put theory into practice by creating new worlds, new monsters, and new opportunities for heroic players. I'm Josh. And I'm Talon. Join us at the fourth pillar of play, available wherever you download your podcasts or visit us at www.fourthpillarofplay.com. And we look forward to creating with you. Parker tries to stop Tombs from stealing weapons from a DODC truck, but he's trapped inside, causing him to miss the decathlon tournament. Bum, 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 but thankfully they win. 
That's right. When he discovers that the power core is an unstable Chitari grenade, he races to the Washington Monument where the core is activated and explodes. Oh, that's... Talk about the Washington Monument set piece, because it may be the best set piece in this film. It's so good. It's so good. And what an interesting choice to set this key action sequence out of New York. Well, I mean, the movie's called Homecoming, but it's not. It's because they go to a homecoming dance at the end, but it's also sure. because Spider-Man has come home. Yeah, this sequence is just so ridiculously good. Right off the top with Michelle being like... I don't really want to celebrate something that was built by slaves. And Martin Starr, who... <laughs> Uh, Mr. Harrington? Mm, I think so. Oh, I'm sure the Washington Monument wasn't built by... He turns to security guard and he kind of does the wishy-washy with his hand. Okay. Enjoy your book. Yeah, he's so good. Mr. Harrington, yep. We get our first appearance of the, uh, in a live-action movie of the web-gliding armpit yes. thingies. Yeah. Oh, God, I was so excited when those showed up. I love the whole tone of this sequence because Peter is not this polished professional hero, right? He is right? still a kid still figuring it out. And the fact that he's able to kind of navigate this, you know, horrible situation as good as he does while still being imperfect, I think just makes this Spider-Man so livable, right? Like he's so real, right? Yeah. Oh man, it's just so good. I'm gushing and it deserves to be gushed over. Absolutely does. Um, I mean, him using the tech to figure out the ballistic win or how much, and, Catching them, the Sylvester Stallone type accent that he is using when he's around his friends. Hey, how you doing? Don't worry about it. I got you. <laughs> I didn't. As soon, I didn't hear it that way until you said that, and then now that's all I can think of. Hey, yo, I'm Spider Man. <laughs> it's one hundred percent doing that's Sylvester Stallone. It's so good. During this, uh, the oh wait, you're still reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, did I'll you have uh, anything else you want to talk about in the in the sequence? Uh, the way he exits the scene is pretty great. <laughs> he, he's, he, he breaks free and he, he, you see him like course correct to make it look like he meant to do it. Yeah, and then right. of course, uh, flash. Are you really friends with Peter Parker? <laughs> that's right. Of course. Of course. Cause that's all uh, he cares about. Now, Peter saves them, including his classmate and crush Liz. Um, you know, after they're back in New York, couple things I love here. So Martin stars Mr. Harrington. I couldn't bear to lose a student on a school trip. Not again. Those two words. And I'm a big fan of Martin Starr. If you haven't seen Silicon Valley, he's one of the best things on it. And oh my God. How about Party Down? Have you ever watched oh, Party Down? yes. Party Down. Yes. So good. This last, this new season that just came out was a fucking delight. I have not watched it yet. Aubrey did and loved it. Uh, she watched the originals after I did. And mm-hmm. then she rolled into the new season and loved it. I, it's on my list. It's so good. You will not be disappointed. And I think it's only like six episodes. Yeah, it's it's short. So yeah, it's yeah. like you can do it in the afternoon. And also, uh, do you know who's been added to the cast? No. Jennifer Garner. Oh, <laughs> shocker. And you like it. Oh, I surprise. Her so much. <laughs> uh, back in Spideyverse, how about, so if you loved the the Captain America fitness challenge video in gym class. How about Cap in the detention video? So, you got detention. I'm good with, like, Cap being the corny school video. Because, of course, he would be. And entirely sincere. And you know it was Evans who's like, I'll do this cameo. But I want to wear the dumb suit that I wore in the Avengers (laughs) to up the stupidness of this. 
it can't be the cool Civil War. It can't be what I wore in Winter right. Soldier. It still has to be kind of dorky Captain America. So you made some bad decisions. Detention. And <laughs> yeah. I love he pulls up the chair and sits yeah. in it like an after school special. He does a fra- he does a frakes. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> he does. He does do a frakes. He, he does. does do a frakes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, days later in New York City, aboard the Staten Island Ferry, Parker captures Tomb's new buyer, Mark Gargan. Or I'm sorry, Mac Gargan. Mm. If there's a thread that I'm disappointed that doesn't go anywhere, it's Mac Gargan. Because uh, Scorpion is one of my favorite yet. villains. And this actor, the wonderful, oh, what's his, uh, Better Call Saul. He's so fucking brilliant. I'm embarrassed to say I do not remember his name. Michael Mando. He's so good. He's so good in Better Call Saul. Have you watched that, Better Call Saul? I bounced pretty quick on it, but I I hear it got better as it went. I don't know. Much like Breaking Bad. It got better as it went on. Oh, see, no, Breaking Bad had me from the first episode. No, it took me a couple attempts to get into it. Once I was in, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I got it. Yeah, I got to go back now that it's all out. I'll I'll just binge it. Yeah, you can just binge it. That's the beauty of it, 100%. He captures the new buyer, Mac Gargan, but Toombs escapes, and a malfunctioning weapon tears the ferry in half. Great job, Peter. You're 98% successful. 98. Stark helps Peter save the passengers and confiscates his suit as punishment for his recklessness. This is all I have. I'm nothing without this suit. If you're nothing without this suit, then you shouldn't have it, okay? Gotta sound like my dad. A++++. The scene, Tony and Peter here, is just a perfect scene. It is. It's. I mean, it's two really great actors doing their craft as best they can. I'm sure you've seen the Graham Norton interview where uh, Tom talks about the first time that he met Robert Downey Jr. No. I go up to him, I shake his hand, nice to meet you, and I'm starting to panic, right? I'm like, oh my God, he's Robert Downey Jr. There is, uh, it made the rounds on TikTok and it is also on Instagram where it's this scene. None of this would have happened if you had just listened to me. (laughs) If you even cared, you'd actually be here. Opens up and then they superimpose Tom Holland going, oh my God, he's Robert Downey Jr. That's really good. Uh, you know, I love the misdirection, right? That The idea that the first time Iron Man shows up, Peter assumes that Tony's there. And, of course, this time, yeah, that whole, if you he even care to be not there, and, and he steps out, it's like, surprise, oh, Surprise, surprise, motherfucker. Yeah. Now you're in trouble. Da- Dad came home from work. You're fucked, right? And like, continuing the thing that he starts in Civil War, during the scene at one point, he he grabs his, the hand that, um, that Bucky crushed. Mm-hmm. In a thing like this is going to be a running theme for the rest of this set of movies is that Tony's this hand never healed correctly because he takes it out of the sling before it's healed completely. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very cool. Yep. Takes away the suit. Yep. He gets a shirt because he doesn't have any clothes. It <laughs> says, I went to New York City and all I got was this lousy. No, I, I survived a trip to New York City. Oh, or I survived. Like, yeah. Or, or New York City taxi or something like that. And it's really big on him. It's clearly like all they had left was extra large. And Tony grabbed it like, yeah, that's fine. Just remember how big it is on him. <laughs> okay. okay, so uh, no more suit. He has to tell May that he is no longer part of the um, the Stark internship. Uh, internship. So mm-hmm. Peter returns to high school life, asks Liz to go to the homecoming dance with him. On the night of the dance, he discovers that Tombs 
Yeah. It's Liz's father. The prom preparation montage is perfect. And it could be a John Hughes movie, right? Like, yeah. it could be it's that. It's the most John Hughes this movie gets. High school's hard. This point in your life, this is the hardest thing you've ever done. Doesn't matter what's in front of you as, as an adult. This is the hardest thing you've ever done. And it fits in perfect, even though he's a superhero. Like, yeah. the stakes yeah, it's, are high. It's just, it's great. Yep. Elliot had forgotten <laughs> the tubes. It was, and I, I distinctly remember, and I don't know if you do, when that door opened... The audible gasp from our audience. Just yeah. even me, I was like, oh yeah. Wait, wait, what? Same. I I had you know, we you and I will often not always, but we'll often see something uh-huh. coming in the movie, right? Because we, you know, either there's there's hints in the source material or we know an origin in the source material. Did not see this coming in a million years. Completely out of left field. Hundred percent. But yeah. then like your your mind starts uh, Kaiser so saying the, re- the the and you're like yeah, that makes right. sense. That's he mentioned right. he had a daughter at the beginning of the film because she made the picture and the age difference would have ended and this is and he would do anything. Oh for my his, god! It all yeah. makes sense. Yeah. yeah, it all makes sense. And all yeah. you racists yeah, out there, they're confused oh. why she ha- why a, a woman of color has a white father. Garcelle Beauvais. Yeah, they head to the prom. Though they head to the homecoming dance. And during the the car ride, Toombs deduces Peter's secret identity yeah. in one of the best scenes in this film. Like, I've said it a bunch. The slow realization because of what Liz is saying. I've seen you around, right? Somewhere. We've, uh... Because of even the voice of... Um, he does academic decathlon with me. Oh. And he's at my party. Ah. There's a great party. Beautiful house. A lot of windows. You were there for, like, two seconds. I was there longer than two seconds. You disappeared. No, I did not disappear. Yes, you did. You disappeared like you always do, like you did in D.C. too. As they're sitting at the traffic light, he's. you see the red light from the red traffic light reflected on his face. When he acknowledges that he knows who Peter is, the light turns green, so it goes from the Spider-Man oh, red to the vulture green. The- it's so fucking genius. Not just like what's on the page, what the actors are doing, what got shot, the editing, the shift from this is prom preparation and it's a high school movie and all to the threat of Spider-Man's villain is right here and and is threatening him. That is so incredibly well done. So fucking good. And I mean, again, I've been a Michael Keaton fan long before Batman never stopped being one. He, you know, stopped seeing him in, in lots of stuff, but Holy shit, he's fucking frightening. If you haven't seen The Founder yet, where he's Ray Kroc, the man who oh, it's so created good. McDonald's, right? Like, phenomenal. Uh, the, uh, not the man who stole McDonald's from created the Created the company brothers. that is McDonald's. Yes. Right. Um, there was a McDonald's before Ray yep, Kroc came along. Yep. Uh, brilliant movie. He's never, like, overtly threatening, but there's a hint of don't fuck with him. There was a villainous turn that he took in his career before Batman that was really good called Pacific Heights. Oh yeah. He and that was like, you know, he had done he'd been charming, he'd been funny, but that was like the first time I remembered him being scary. And he's scary in that. And this summons this this summons this up. He's such a great fucking actor. I'm such a fan of his. So good. Yeah. I you know, it seems like we've moved on from Adrian Toomes. I hope he comes back because he's really good. I have terrible news for you. He's not coming back? No, he does come back. Spoiler alert. Tomb threatens him. Yeah. All I want to say about this scene is the beginning of it. Okay. After he's like, I'm going to have the dad talk. Like, he's so goofy. And he just leans back. And when he leans back, he just 
now has a gun in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> and he just goes, Does she know? And Peter's, No what? So she does it. Good. Close to the vest. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, Jesus, God, you're so terrifying yeah. right now. Yeah. And again, the age difference, it's Holland is so perfect here because despite all of his ability and everything he can do, he's still a kid trying to navigate this this threat against a grown man, right? A grown man with decades more experience than he has, right? And not only that, a grown man with a gun. Peter doesn't know his powers well enough to, in this close quarters, is he going to be able to stop that gun? Sure. That's fair. Like, you see that moment on his face. He looks at the gun, and he's like, there's still a I risk. stop that? Yeah, there's still there's, a risk. There's yeah. too much of a risk, so I've just got to let this play out. It's so good. Yeah, yes. Toombs threatens him. Parker realizes Toombs is planning to hijack the docked plane, <laughs> uh, transporting the weapons from Avengers Tower to the team's new headquarters in upstate New York. Hey, that's us. Oh, I so wish that was, like, around the corner. I'd be there all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'd be like, hey, you guys need an intern? I know I'm 52, but, like, I'm I'm, I'm real handy. I'd wash the Avengers underwear. I'd... <laughs> And I don't mean that in any weird, yeah, dirty right, way. So that's just, right. That's right. Uh, so he dons his homemade suit. Uh, a little uh, again, another Ben Riley ode. Yeah, like with the wrestling suit that Toby wore in Spider Man yep. is, and and this are very reminiscent of the the weird ass Spider Clone yeah. Ben Riley. <laughs> yes, yes. Races to Tomb's lair, uh, though he is ambushed outside by Schultz, who defeats him. Who who is defeated with Ned's help. Yeah. Ned to the rescue is delightful. Yeah. And then, and then right after that, Ned gets to be the guy in the chair, which that he was begging I for. Fucking love. I love Ned as the guy in the chair. So here's another big question for you. Yeah. And there's a perfect place to put it or non superpowered sidekicks. You got, you can choose one of two. You can choose Ned or you can choose Luis from Ant-Man. So what had happened was, oh. Well, I'm so disappointed that you didn't choose the obvious choice against this. And that would be one Miss Barbara Gordon. She's the woman in the chair. I'm sorry. Permanently. This is the Marvel oh. Cinematic Universe. Maybe you didn't. Doesn't matter. They can still choose them. Look, James Gunn admitted that there have been talks about Marvel versus DC. That's so pretty cool. That's pretty cool. It, Listen, you and I will probably happen be, at some point. I don't yeah. even care what happens because I know that James Gunn and Kevin Feige, like the two of them, that'll be a phenomenal fucking movie. If that happens, yeah. it'll be phenomenal. I can't imagine that it will in reality, but I can dream. I'm going to choose Ned over Louise. Okay. Uh, For choose, the mission. I'm going to. Yeah, because he's going to be able to help more with the mission. Okay, now, after the mission has been successful and you're celebrating... Oh, I want Louise to... I want Louise. That's right, right. yeah. Louise has been watching on CCTV, and he's like, good. So, uh, my cousin... What happened was... (laughs) (laughs) There was this rosé that saved the day. (laughs) That's right. Oh, so, uh, the vulture man uh, swooped in. Yeah. Which I'm so sad. <laughs> Michael and Sabrina went on a writer's retreat. I'm not sad about that part. That's awesome. Yeah. But they went out to dinner, and he's like, oh, uh, this rosé is really helping wind down the day. And I wrote on his thing, but did it save the day? And nobody got no it. got like, it. <laughs> Damn, it's one of the best lines that we has. Yeah. Yeah. There's only reds. Yeah. The reds, you know, I love my whites. But then there was this rosé who saved the day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Michael Pena, great actor. I- where the inspiration? I can't imagine that that was on the page. Oh no, no, it's a friend of his. He's he said it. Oh, it's so fucking brilliant. Yep, much yep. like um, Bill Hader's um, Stefan is someone that he knows. Got it. Got it. Okay, sweet. LA's hottest new nightclub. 
is meh. All right, please go ahead. <laughs> Inside, Tombs attacks Parker, destroying the building support columns and leaves Parker to die, trapped in the rubble of the collapsed building. Now, if you don't think Tom Holland's a good actor, rewatch this scene. Well, you you'll be- get very nervous for Peter during the scene. It yeah. is one of his first movies. Uh, Tom Holland's first movies was the impossible about oh, yeah. the, about the um, tsunami with mm-hmm. Naomi Watts and is it Ewan McGregor. That sounds right. This is so Obi-Wan Kenobi was fathered to Spider-Man. Yeah. You know how you know that he's a good actor because we follow a superhero movie trope in the third act the hero will lose his mask, helmet, facial covering so that you can see the actor acting. And, of course, Peter pulls the mask off as he's trying to free himself from the rubble. Uh, it's also done that way so we get the great uh, ode to the comic books to when Peter's like, this looks like a job for Spider-Man. Half his face would become <laughs> the Spider-Mask. Mm-hmm. Like this really serious moment that happened. I was like, <laughs> when he looks at the, when he sees, his when he sees the reflection yeah, in the water, straight out of the comics. Yeah, yeah, it's 100%. so good. I loved it. Yep. Yep. Parker escapes and intercepts the plane, steering it to crash on the beach at Coney Island. Yeah. Uh, the fight on the plane, first of all, is a wonderful like reference to, but subversion of the trope of the fight on the train, right? Like right. in the Wolverine, right? We've seen it a million a million movies, uh, I it, it's so well done here. And the fact that we know that Peter does not have a parachute, like the fact that... He hasn't put a new one on, yeah. He's in the old suit, right? Like he's not even in his... Mm. He's not even in a Stark suit. He's in his old suit. I'm sorry, that's right. Karen warns him when he's on top of the Washington Monument. He yes. hasn't put a new one in, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the This action sequence is so good. And again, like the fear that... Peter has just comes through so well. It, it's so good. It's just so well done. Hundred yeah. percent. Did Jack ever get into ride the cyclone? The TikTok. I don't it's think not a TikTok so. musical. It's a musical from like 2015 that has gotten so. some notoriety because of TikTok. It's good. Elliot showed it to me. When the cyclone showed up, she's like, oh, the cyclone, it's real. I'm like, God, it's oh, very sure. real. Coney Island. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, it's funny. been there since the 20s. And I you mean don't... the 1920s, <laughs> right. not, not the 2020s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He and Tombs continue fighting, ending with Parker saving Tombs' life. Love this. Love that he saves his life. Yep. Loves that. That's totally Peter, right? No, not always. Peter straight up kills all the villains in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Well, Goblin but, dies, Doc Ock uh, dies. Well, well he do- wait, wait, that's that's unfair to say. He doesn't kill any of them. They um, die. Are you Batmaning it? Are you Batmaning this? I don't have to kill you, but I don't have to save you either. No, I mean, listen, it's not his fault. Green Goblin's death is is Green Goblin's fault. That he gets stabbed directly in the dick. Yeah, the yeah. Doc Ock's fault death is the microcomputer running the arms. That's you know. That's uh, well, fault. look, in, in 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 honor of Picard. Ending today. Um, uh, I believe Doc Ock's death is due to his sheer fucking hubris. <laughs> is that a line from the from the finale? F- no, it's from the first season when Picard oh. like shows up at Starfleet headquarters. Like, all right, I'm John Luke Picard. I would like a ship. I'd like a crew, and uh, I'm going to leave in about twenty minutes. And the uh, the, <laughs> the fleet admiral just looks at him, and goes, "The sheer fucking hubris." 
<laughs> and you're just like, holy <laughs> shit. Like the first time yeah. an F-bomb is dropped and you're like, well, all right. Uh, it's on streaming. We can get away with it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Picard did it this season. Talking about the Borg. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that would be the time he would drop an F-bomb. That's talking sure. about the Borg. Parker leaves Tombs uh, for the police along with the plane's cargo. Fun when they're loading it and happy because it's moving day. And the Megging, the Meg, the Thor's magic belt. And also uh, talk about talk about threads that go nowhere. Even though Tony and Cap are fighting at this point. Prototype for Cap's new shield. <laughs> I'm like, huh? That it has gone nowhere. Like, sure. After her father's arrest, Blue <laughs> Liz moves away. <laughs> Did not see the reveal of Adrian being um, Liz's father. Mm-hmm. Also. Did not see the hint. Uh, well, you know, never did not see coming that Michelle is MJ. That that uh, I was also dumbfounded by that. Yeah, that was a good that was a good reveal. I mean, because people people were like, "Well, is she MJ? Is she Gwen?" We know there's Betty. We know there's Liz. Those are Peter Parker's four. Uh, yeah, the main Love loves. Uh, the only one left is Felicia Hardy. Um, I was wondering if you were going to say well, her. Of yeah, course. Yeah. Black cat. Course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, His bad girl face. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Literally. I just love that John Watson, the writers were like, no, no, she's just a new character. And at that point we were getting like, like Colson, we were getting random new characters brought into the MC. We're like, all right, fine. And I didn't give a shit. Sure. I didn't know who Zendaya was before this movie. Same, same. Yep. And I watched this movie. No, she was not the... She was not the singer Zendaya who was on American Idol a few years before this, right? Like ten years before oh, this. Oh God! Remember there was there was like a final. Did she win or she was a finalist? Um, I don't think her name was Zendaya. Uh, I mean, I think they said it Zendaya, which is why I asked. Wait a minute, that can't be her, right? It's, wait a minute, hang on. There was Sanjaya. Oh my God! It's the same one. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hang on. This can't be right. Is this right? No, she was on Dancing with the Stars. No, she was never on. <laughs> yes, you're right. It was Sanjaya. I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> oh. Were you thinking of Sanjaya with the with yep. the fake um, mohawk? The, yes. Yes. Oh my god. I'm. Yeah. Oh my god. And there was a guy. So sure aware. was. He had a penis. I did not watch. I did not watch American Idol. I was aware that it was a thing. I'm so I, I feel like I'm, I'm an idiot. We watched season two when it was Clay Aiken <laughs> and Ruben Stutter, uh, and that was about it. Uh you know, uh, you know who uh also not the same person, Brian Blessed and John Reese Davies. <laughs> yeah. So okay. Oh. Senj- Senjaya and Zendaya. Ta ta ta. This list is getting longer oh. and longer. Oh my god, I'm tired. Okay, All right. Let's, so let's, let's finish along. this up. Okay. Uh, so so Liz moves away. Parker declines an invitation from Stark to join the Avengers full time, completing the comic Civil War version sure. of their interaction. Yeah. Shows in the Iron Spider suit. In fact, I believe when they were making Spider Man or making um, Civil War. There was a time where he was going to have the quote unquote scarlet and gold with the legs. Yep, the iron, iron spider. spider suit. Yeah. And I'm huh. so glad they didn't. I would have Agreed. been rip shit pissed if our first <laughs> appearance of him was not his second costume, the red and blue, yeah. because red and black is what he originally wore. Um 
<laughs> Don't look it up. Are you going to question me on this? I, no, I'm surprised. I didn't, no, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, red and black. That's why it's in the next one. Spoiler. Really? For, for the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Look at, the, look at its original appearance. It's blue. It's, no, it's clearly not. blue. The Amazing Spider-Man. With, no, no, with no, the no, chameleon no. strikes. Um, what is it? Amazing Fantasy? What's the... What's oh, the... Uh, oh, yeah. Amazing. Sorry. You're right. Uh, yes. He shows up in... Uh, Fantasy shows. 15. Amazing Fantasy 15. So... There's blue. There it's is blue, blue that but, is, it's, but it's... It's not black. That is... No. The judges say no. That is just an exuberant inker. You're an exuberant anchor. <laughs> anyway, I do in my personal time. All right. So okay. yeah, I just love this that it's it's the completion of that story arc of him, you know. Yeah. And of course, in Civil War, he does join, but the thing is that he has to reveal his identity. And of course, there's a magical mind wipe at the end, so no one knows Peter Parker, Spider Man. Blah blah they, blah. Comics sure. are weird. Thor spins the Earth backwards. How dare you? Reverse time. Oh, sorry. How fucking dare you? Too soon. Two days uh, ago. Too soon. So, uh, because he hasn't joined, and they're having this press conference. Yep. Stark proposes to Potts, Pepper Potts. Yes. People made fun of poor Gwyneth Paltrow. Look, we've got plenty to make fun of Gwyneth Paltrow for, but she yes. forgot she was in a Spider-Man movie. Yeah, yeah, that's a. It, it, a I don't she think suffers. Me- fun of- she yeah. suffers memory loss. B she's just interacting with Tony and Happy. So sure. for all at Avengers she, Compound, that's true. She's like, oh, I'm in an Avengers movie. I'm in a fucking Avengers movie. This is not. That's totally fair. I totally get it. I totally. She showed up for one day's work. Now all her goop shit. Go right ahead and make fun of. Go right ahead. Because it's junk science. It's and, and by junk science, I mean not science. Junk yeah, science. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I love the the little ode to the beginning of the MCU. How long has Happy been holding the engagement Since ring? Since 2008. Oh, yep. God. And of course yeah, it's was... him because he is the he's the grand he's the father of um of the, the MCU. Uh, MCU. Yeah. yeah when he showed up in this, <laughs> Elliot goes. Does he have a beard? <laughs> like, no, no, that's not until <laughs> not after <till> the blip. <laughs> yeah, that's right. His blip beard. Um, okay, so Stark also returns the Spider-Man suit to Parker, who puts it on just as Aunt May walks in. And, oh my God. Yeah. Marvel, once again, MCU, still trying to sneak a fuck into their movie. The music swells. He's got the costume on. And the camera again spins around, and there's May standing in the uh, doorway, and she goes, What the f? Cuts off, and that is movie. But wait, we, it's a Marvel movie, so we've got, and this is the era where we get two credit scenes. So we have a mid credit scene where an incarcerated Gargan approaches Tombs in prison, saying that he's heard of that the latter knows Spider-Man's real identity, but Toombs denies this. Um, again, a thread that goes nowhere. I'm disappointed in that. Yet. Sure, sure. We sure. don't know. I'll, I'll hang on to hope. I'm good yeah. with that. I'm good with that. Um, and then we'll get a, a post credit scene, which is, <laughs> which is like, this is the, the inside joke of all of them. It's another Captain America public service announcement. Patience. Sometimes patience is the key to victory. Sometimes it leads to very little, and it seems like it's not worth it. And you wonder why you waited so long for something so disappointing. 
sitting in the theater, we definitely we definitely watched this together because we, we got both to that. were howling. We were yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because of course you sit through the longest credits for that final blip, and that's what it is. Yeah. Perfect. And a part of me is like, was that Evans? It feels like that's the kind of joke Evans would be like. Can we just do this? And I love at the end of it, he just stands there for a second. How many more of these? <laughs> that's right. That's right. And Casey, that is, is movie. movie. So, Todd, oh, that was God. a Spiderman movie that uh, we'll get to in a second, but I feel like the IMDb score, a little harsh. Yeah, agree. Let's, I, let's answer these questions because we. Yeah, I'll wait, right. I'll wait to why I think I know. Okay, so, Todd. All right. Yes. Who's your favorite character? Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Fuck yeah. It's yeah, 100%. It's the Spider-Man, yeah. Now, our friend Josh has made a good point. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry, not Josh. Uh, our other listener that we talked about last time, that sometimes, you know, not, we, you know, this idea that if you're, if the title character of the movie is not your favorite character, that's a problem. Uh, and he gave some very good examples of of sometimes when the uh, the villain is 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 uh, your favorite character or more interesting, all of which were fair. So the, um, I'm not going to guess. Uh, it is, uh, of course, Matt. Yes, Holhouser. Yes, thank you. Forgive me, Matt, but uh, yes, fair point. However, in this movie, uh, no problem saying it's Spider. Yeah, and I kind of mushmouth that Holthauser. I just want to make sure I got that. I'm, I'm yeah. wondering if it sounded like Holhouser, so I just want to make sure. I'm saying yeah. your name right, Pat. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and that was same for you, right, Spidey? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Spidey. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is a tough one, only because there's so much good stuff. But Casey, what's the best scene? Oh, it's the drive to the homecoming, and that scene yeah. in the car because it's just, yeah, two actors. Much like the scene on top of the bridge or wherever they are after the the ferry fight, like sure scene yeah. where two actors can just act the shit out of the scene. Mwah, yep. chef's kiss. So that's a great scene. The Tony, you know, furious at Peter after the ferry mm-hmm. is a great scene. The you know the opposite end of the spectrum, the action sequence, the Washington Monument is so well done. Yeah. But again, whatever you point to, I'm happy. This movie is just amazing. So that leads me to: uh, Is there anything you would cut? I would not. No, I know that. I know that Elliot said that there were some points where the pacing felt slow. It's you know, with credits, it's two hours and thirteen minutes. I don't think it feels that, and there's nothing I would get rid of. To be fair, we were both very tired. We and we purposely started this early, and about thirty minutes into it, I started doing the shifting around. I was so tired, so I told yeah. I get it. Like when I was watching it last night, I was like, "Fuck, this movie is so long." Thinking about it yeah. today, now that I've actually slept, I'm like, "No, <laughs> no, 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 I wouldn't nothing cut, to get no, rid of. Absolutely not." Yeah, uh, and then finally. And uh, this one—I'm not sure about this one, Casey. Who is the actor having the most fun? Uh, Zendaya. She's clearly having fun. I mean, I know that Tom Holland loves this, but I also think he's, he's working, working his ass. Off. And I think Zendaya is just like coming in, flipping the bird. <laughs> sure, I sure. love that the the wave and the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, how about you? All right, now, Kate. Uh, oh. you don't get to skip I mean, it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so here's the thing: 
I don't think anyone making this movie wasn't having fun. I, Tom Holland clearly working his ass off, and it shows. I mean, he's phenomenal in this. But, you know, Robert Downey Jr. just getting to be, like, Tony is fun. Uh, I think John Favreau is happy. He doesn't have to direct this. He's just getting to have fun playing in the sandbox. Yeah, I, I, uh, I think he really Michael likes Keaton, playing uh, happy in these kind of situations where he just, just comes in for a couple days and is just, yep. like, having a good time. Yeah. Doesn't have any other responsibility. <clears throat> yep, 100%. Okay. Now, Casey, the IMDb score for this movie, mm-hmm. a criminally low 7.4. So I'm sure if we weeded through all the um, reviews, there would be some that, uh, and I'm the same way, more in the comics, that yeah. Peter relies too much on technology, like high, high tech in this movie. That might throw some people off how jokey it is. Um, because except of that, be- except that for the critical conflict, he's lost the technology because Tony took the suit away. Right, and you know a lot of people, I'm sure, like they love to shit on the MCU are too jokey because they're probably looking at the more somber uh, Raimi Spider-Man. Well, that those aren't somber; those are just goofy. But like not <laughs> not as jokey, and then the very sure. somber uh, Amazing Spider-Man movies. So this is the problem when you reboot a character three times in less than 20 years. Um, It's, you know, going to get a little wishy-washy about how people feel about how the character is being portrayed. Batman is starting to enter that. (laughs) Okay. You you got to me. You got to me before I could smack you with it. You were going there. Listen, it's really hard that my two favorite characters keep getting rebooted. And I'm just like, oh, my God, you can't get used to someone. Fuck. Yeah. So 7.4 is too low. What do you think? A 9.6. Okay. I was going to go flat two points up, 9.4, 9.6, mid nines. Yeah, yeah mid nines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There is mid-nines. some stuff that, you know. Drags a little, um, some weird things plot wise, but other than that, it's 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 a it's a just a near perfect movie. It's really fun. I really enjoy it. Yeah. All right. I, yeah. Dad's breakdown. This is pretty easy. Of course. I've literally yes. watched this with my daughter multiple <laughs> times. There was yes, a road yes. trip we took one time, and she's like, "Can I bring the DVD of Homecoming to watch?" I'm like, "Of course you can." <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> and let me tell oh. you why. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. And now it's time to pick the next movie from Thor's helmet. Okay, so Casey, we've got a pull. No, I've got a pull. So the last movie of the season. I'm so scared. Ben, no. I love you. Oh, fuck me. Now never have to do that movie hmm. again. If no, if I pull MCU, it's Ragnarok. It's Ragnarok. Oh, that's if so we pull good. DCEU, it's it is the, the Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. I'm happy with either of those. If we pull the X-Men universe. Oh, no bueno. And it's, no bueno. it's X-Men Apocalypse. Apocalypse, no. Which you have never okay. seen, right? Which I've never seen, oh, boy. Yeah. Well, you may pull it right now and we may need to watch it. <laughs> or we could just pull oh. some random ass movie. It's true. We could pull Ang Lee's Hulk. <laughs> Why See, would we're I having, say we're that? having such a nice night. <laughs> okay. I have one slip in my hand. Just the one. All right. There there are uh, 
Okay, it's not it's not DCEU, it's not MCU. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh so um interestingly, we're we are uh we're sticking with the same hero. We No, are we watching Spider-Man 3? We're watching Spider-Man no! 3. Yes. No. We're gonna go from what a good Spider-Man movie looks like to a other Spider-Man movie. Well, the nice thing is it'll be on Disney Plus by the time we need to watch this because it drops on Friday. Drops tomorrow. This this goes. Yeah, the last time we pulled a Raimi Spider-Man was episode fifty-nine when we watched Spider-Man Two. So right at the end of uh, season three. And uh, how the fuck do we do this to ourselves? We're gonna close out season six with Sam Raimi's. uh, uh, Well, what's the year? Spider Man 3, 2007. Yep, 2007, one year before the birth of the MCU. The 2007 Sam Raimi Spider Man 3. Let's watch a trailer. Let's do that. I'm going to ask MJ to marry me. A man has to put his wife before himself. Can you do that, Peter? Yeah. I think I can. We have some new information. This is your uncle's actual killer. We lost his trail two days ago. This man killed my uncle, and he's still out there. Everybody needs help sometimes, Peter. Even Spider-Man. Revenge is like a poison that can take us over. Before you know it, it can turn you into something ugly. (gasps) The suit. Where'd this come from? The power. Feels good. You lose yourself to it. Whoa, Spidey, love the new outfit. Remember Ben Parker? What does it matter to you anyway? Everything! Do you want to push me away? Why would I want to push you away? I love you. You knew this was coming, Pete. I didn't kill your father! We have to forgive each other, or everything we ever were will mean nothing. I need your help. I have to stop it. This could be the end of Spider-Man. Um, so one thing, <laughs> yeah, there is what it has a funny name. Hang on. Like we always like to do, uh, alternate cuts. We did the alternate cut for Watchmen for Batman V mm-hmm. Superman. We did, there is a different cut of this movie and it has a different name. The editor's cut. You're kidding. I think. Yeah. And I have, oh, I have this on Blu-ray. Is. The editor's cut. Okay. So we, how it differs? I don't know. I haven't watched it. Look, I okay. Oh, I'm looking at the changes in Spider-Man 3.1. The editor's cut. It's 
interesting. Is it shorter? Please tell me it's shorter. Uh, I don't know about that, but it's probably not. It's probably longer. Mm. (laughs) I don't want any longer. We're going the wrong way. (laughs) Well, okay. Well, where did you um, find that? So, Casey. Uh, well, I just, I just on CBR, there's an article, Spider-Man 3.1, what's different in the editor's cut of the Sam Raimi film. Here, I'll, I'll drop it in our chat. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, I just saw it. Shit. I just clicked off of it. The link. All right. Hang on, hang on. I want to put this in the episode. Okay. Okay. Well, we're not going to talk about what's different. We shouldn't do no, that. No, I'm just going to do it. So, the runtime oh. of Sam Raimi's Spider Man oh. 3 is two hours, 19 minutes. That is two <laughs> hours longer than it should be. And uh, the the runtime of Spider Man 3, the editor's cut, is two hours, two hours and 17 minutes. Okay. So, they only add four. No, they oh, no, take wait, away they cut two minutes. Two minutes. Interesting. But they add some things, so that they must be cutting other things. Okay, interesting. Oh, I'm hoping they cut the stupid uh, Broadway song number, and it takes a lot for me to say that. <laughs> um, so, Todd. Yes. We've had a lot of discussion tonight about a fair variety of things beyond Spider-Man. We sure have. If you want to get in contact with us, I've taken the time. To put both our Twitters, both our Instagrams, the Great. podcast Twitter, podcast Instagram, podcast Hive, podcast yep. Ma- Mastodon, podcast Instagram. We're, we're, we're all over any social media that is still standing. Twitter. But what if they need to send a more comprehensive message? Well, you can do that by going to superpodherocast at gmail.com because... Only Cap writes letters. Tony. Music for the podcast comes to us from two places... Our theme song is Take a Chance by Kevin McLeod. You can find his music at incompetech.com. Our beer music is Feather Duster by Shane Ivers. Find his music at silvermansound.com. Thank you for listening tonight, or today, or wherever you are, in your car, doing your dishes, running on the treadmill, murdering people. Please don't listen to our podcast while you're murdering people. <laughs> no. uh, we don't want to have to... Well, wait, maybe... Wait, wait, hang on. Don't credit wait us. Wait think yeah. about this, but if it's a high-profile murder trial... Uh no we <laughs> no nope you're right not ahead. you're not going with this nope, bit okay I'm out. fine I'm out. <laughs> uh, but what what you can do to help get us more numbers is rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice particularly yes, Apple Podcasts it is the one where the algorithm sends us to the top and it'll get us more listeners and we would greatly appreciate that and we will send all the love to you by saying thank you. Thank you. So that'll do it for the Super Pod Hero Cast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. For Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic. And I've been your moderator, Danny Ryan. Be heroic. Enraged at being driven out by uh, out of business, Tomb pursues his employee. Uh, persu- Let me try that all again. Yeah, I think you should. It's at a time before the term, the word, or the name. I'll just keep rattling them off. Movie. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I can't say movie, you fucker. Hang on. All right.